Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. When we walk down the street, we don't care who we see you and me. Well, I know I was about to get to that. that, No, you carry on. Fire fire wherever you want at me. Well, no, I mean, we're obviously fascinated, as I'm sure is everybody else. Um, That night. The first night. Oh, the first night. Pretty rough. (laughs) It was rough. I'd been, nobody had been near, near me for 35 years. I thought I was a virgin again. Oh, really? Anyway, but um, can I say what we use? A whole tube of KY jelly? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. You can say that. And, and the thing is, I couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> I felt as if I'd been riding a horse. <laughs> Saddle sore wasn't in it. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. It's going to be one of them shows. Strange, strange old data. Let's take a call first, then we're going to crack on uh, with the vibe, the weird vibe. Good evening, Alan. Hi, Mark. Whoa, coming in loud. Alan, get it? Yes, sir. Why are we confused about this bird about using this KY jelly? Okay, Alan, go and have a chat with your mum. No, actually, your dad. No, probably your brother. No, but what did you do with someone was on telly yesterday? What did you call in for, Big Al? Just one and a half, five minutes past ten on Tuesday evening. I I got there was a time in there, but I don't get didn't get much else. Catherine, as our Caddick translator, true Thursday evening. I heard true. It's you're right. It's true Thursday evening. We only want people to call in with true stories. Bill, that means you're out of the equation. I'm afraid. And uh, it's books and Eve. And books and Eve. This is it. Thank you. Alan is setting the agenda. True Thursday evening and books and Eve. So if you've got any true stories you want to tell us, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Anything to do with books? It's the same telephone number. 
And if your name is Eve, you go straight to the front of the queue. Any other topics for us, Alan? He's disappeared off of the phone lines. True Thursday, Books and Eve. Is the name of the podcast yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Lee! This is the Late Night Alternative. Who the hell are you? Catherine Boyle. Every day I see you. Mm-hmm. Every day. Well, not Saturdays and Sundays. Mm, unless oh, yes, I do. Very lucky. <laughs> yes, I do. Weird old day. Weird old day. Excuse me. Oh, dear. Uh, Tomorrow night we're on, but we're on from 11, which is a great compromise. I get paid the same for an hour's less work. Uh, They really wanted us to do a Brexit show, and I said, look, I I don't, I just, I just don't think there's any point, so we'll take the night off. They came back. They said, how about James does 10 till 11 about Brexit, because I think Boris Johnson's doing a speech at 10, and we come in and do our normal show unless... It kicks off and there's a big news story, in which case we'd follow the big news story, which we do anyway. So we are here tomorrow night at 11 for two hours. Some more good news. Mm. Every, you know, I, I think we can talk about this because it's th- th- this company issued a press release. There were m- murmurs for a long time about talk radio was going to be scrapped and would become Times Radio. Well, it was announced this week, much to the surprise of... I think everybody, even the person who announced it, the Times Radio will coexist as a separate radio station to Talk Radio. While we get moved to the cheap studios downstairs, uh, Talk Radio is still going. Obviously, there are some changes to the scheduling. Uh, Eamon, it would appear, is leaving. Matthew is is uh, is leaving. Um, I can I can say I can say this with uh, with confidence. This show is here definitely until the end of June. Definitely until the end of June. There's a very strong chance we might be here till the end of March 2021. But I don't know that for sure yet. I don't know that for sure yet, and I'm probably jumping the gun. But we are definitely here until the end of June. Unless she does... What was your name again? Catherine. Unless she does something wrong again. What? So that's that's, that's the news. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Weird old day. I had, um, an, I'm going to speak, you know what, I'm, what this is about, Catherine, because I told you in great detail, but I'm going to n- give very little detail. I got an email earlier from someone who was claiming to be an investigative journalist, right? And I checked her out afterwards, after the phone call, like an idiot, and, and she is, actually, she's, um, she's quite well respected, turns out, she's done some, used to work for BBC, did some great stuff. Um, and she said, um... Excuse me for getting in contact. She emailed my email is up on the up online somewhere. Excuse me for getting in direct contact with you, but I believe you were at this school and left this school in around 1991, and I'm trying to investigate a very sensitive issue that happened around that time. And I just wondered if I could talk to you about it. I can't tell you any more in writing. But I'll happily tell you everything if you um, want to reply to this email or if you want to phone me up. I get an email like that. Phone straight away. I one for one it, of course, in case it was a fruitcake. I one for one it. And, and I'm not going to go into detail because it is actually a really, really serious investigation. So I don't quite know. I'm telling you this because it, 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 it's thrown me a lot. And it's, it's, it made me feel really sad. I, was, I actually um, put the phone down. I had a little weep at the sadness of the, the, the story. Um... And she was asking about, uh, and she's legit, she's totally legit. 
but she was asking about what year I left school, and, it, and she, she was asking about a very specific, very sad incident that happened when I was, I guess I was in the upper sixth, I suppose it would have been, at my school. R- really, really sad incident, which I actually think about once every two or three years, for various reasons. Nothing to do with me. You know, my, your fear when you get an email like that is, oh, God. What have they got me for now? You know, it, I, I always feel guilty about stuff. And even now, knowing I have nothing to do with this story, really, very little, I feel guilty. I feel guilty. I think that's my mindset. I wonder if that's the mindset. That's not your mindset, is it, Catherine, to feel guilt? Um, I wonder if that's an esteem I think that's, thing. Yeah, I think that's remnants of the shame you've been carrying Yeah. Around. So I feel guilty about this thing. It's a very, very sad thing happened um, to someone... Uh, in my school. And I'm being deliberately vague because I don't want to tread on this, this journalist's toes. She's writing a book, but it's a book... If what she said to me is correct, then it's a book that needs to be written. It's about miscarriage of justice, basically. And um, it just reminded me of a very sad event that happened. And it turns out... Oh, you're going to hate me because I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to give you anything, dear listener. But it turns out this, this what was already an incredibly tragic event, may actually be infinitely sadder. May inf- be infinitely sadder and may actually be linked to, to, to a criminal um, uh, activity. And, and, and it, it's linked with um, something else that happened a couple of years later and she thinks there's a miscarriage of justice there and there. And, it's, and it's, it, it got me looking up a, a story online, uh, got me looking up a murder online, which wasn't the event at my school, and and reading the details of that, and this was all happening around me. All the places in this story, I knew. I knew. You know, horrific. And, um, I've probably said, I've probably said more than I wanted to say, and I, I, I hope she'll forgive me. And I said, look, this is what I remember. I don't think it's any use to you, because it certainly doesn't back up what you're trying to find. But this is what I remember. This is how I remember it, it, it happening. Um, and I said, I, I, I'm guessing I'm the first person from that school that you've spoken to. She's spoken to, to other people who've kind of put her in this direction. I, I, and she said, yeah, I, I kind of Googled the school and your name came up and obviously your email is out there and blah, 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 blah. So I gave her the names of a few people... I have you know, an ex-girlfriend and a couple of her friends who perhaps would know a little bit more. And um, I cannot stop thinking about it. I cannot stop thinking about it. And I told you about it as I drove in. I phoned you up and I said, oh, I've just had this phone call, man. And I did add a little weep afterwards at the sadness, at the sadness of this story. And uh, I cannot get it out of my head. I cannot get... There's two big elements. I can't get either element out of my head. And one, I wish I hadn't read about it because it was just so horrific. The other is just so sad. And, um... Uh, 0844. Try 0844 again. They keep texting in. They're loving the show. We'd love to speak to 0844. We'd love to speak to you, 0844. You keep texting in. Come and talk to us. Let's spread the love, man. Save your money. Text. It costs you money to text. It costs you money. Come and, come and talk to us. We'll pay for it. Uh, but I do get 25 pence for every text you send, so thank you, 0844. What a surprise. They're not answering. 
Um, and, and do you know what? After having been reconnected with this story, I, I really couldn't care less that you're enjoying the show as much as you are because, you know, people sending in texts, <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm remembering someone, I'm remembering a very sad situation. So have a word with yourself. <laughs> Every night, just listen to something else. I wait for four. Okay, we'll read all of their texts a bit later on. Um, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because it's really caught me off guard. Was not expecting to, to, to ever talk about um, that again. The, the, the people that I have suggested this journalist talks to, and she's a respectable journalist. This ain't some, you know, hack trying to make a buck. This is someone who wants, who believes there has been a miscarriage of justice and wants to 30 odd years later wants to write that. So that is a very noble thing. Uh, but it's got me thinking about my first girlfriend and a, a few other people whose names I suggested she might want to look up. I have no idea where they are or how to get in touch with them. So it's taken me back to 1990 and not the good 1990, not the, you know, kind of Manchester 1990 to, to, to re remind me that, that Slough in 90, we talked about Slough yesterday, it was grim. It was grim. And it would appear that it was grimmer even underneath the surface, that there was so much more going on underneath the surface. And it's really upset me. It's really upset me. You know, cruelty and sadness and loneliness, all these, these issues kind of play into it. And I know it's, I know it's not the greatest show opening monologue, but you know what we like to do here, dear listener. It's, we're a very honest show. I like to, uh, to to share kind of what's going on, and so, so if, if if tonight's show is a little bit, um, if I'm a little bit distracted, it's because of that phone call that I took four hours ago, and I cannot stop thinking about the people involved. I've got some really grisly images in my head that I I, I wish I didn't have, and she. The journalist kind of told me with caution, and then I googled, and I googled, and, and I read, and I was like, "Jeez, man!" So, apologies in advance if if, if I'm not quite as focused as you'd like me to be. Um, but but then a fun then a fun thing has happened. I found a really funny video on Twitter. I know, I know, isn't it? I found a really funny video on on uh, Twitter, and I t retweeted it, and it's great. It's by a guy called Josh Peters. Peters in the kind of South African spelling, P-I-E-T-E-R-S. I've retweeted it. And um, it's a name, I'll only say this name once because I don't like giving her airtime. He stitches up Katie Hopkins an absolute treat. An absolute treat. He invites her to Prague to win an award. What was the name of the... Um, what was the name of the award uh, where uh, the campaign to unite the nation trophy? Just take a second to work on those letters. The campaign to unite the nation trophy. It's great. If you, Sam, if you've got 10 minutes, watch it during the show because it's, it's, it's great. I'll tell you why it's great. It's really funny. It's really childish. It reminded me of the 11 o'clock show, but with a bit of balls. It punches up. It's totally, totally punching up. No one is made to look a fool, apart from the guy doing it a little bit, 
and this this person whose name I'm not going to mention again. Um, what's interesting? It's ten minutes long. What's interesting is, for the first eight minutes, I felt actually felt quite bad for her. Felt quite bad for her. Thought this is this is mean. This isn't fair. I mean, I know what she is, but this is mean. And then she makes an acceptance speech. Oh. And it's wonderful because it's just as you're starting to, you know, think, ah, she makes an acceptance speech. And it's the, it's, it, it, it any sympathy that you may have for that obnoxious human being disappears out of the window because the speech is so unpleasant and is so toxic. And, um, Josh Peters, well done, sir. You deserve to have millions of pounds thrown at you and become uh, the, the king of South Africa, which is where I think you're from. It's an absolute joy. I retweeted it. I'll retweet it again a bit later on. If you take, uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it's 10 minutes, 11 minutes, I think. Watch it. It's really funny. It's really clever. It's really silly. It's really, really silly. And I like silly. Right, shall we crack on with the show? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. It's the late night alternative. You, dear listener, can call in about absolutely anything you want. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000. If you've never, if you're waiting for the question, if you've never listened before and you're waiting for the, 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 the uh, hook to hang your coat on, there ain't one. We just sit here and chat about what's been going on for us and about some of the oddest stories that you might have missed in the news. You are welcome to call in about anything. If you're, un- if you're 15 and under, you've got to call in before 10.30. And I'm going to make some rules because I'm a dad and I'm a responsible dad. If you're 15 and under, you've got to call in before 10.30, one call a week. I think that's that's fair because I, 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 as a dad, having young people calling in at half eleven makes me very, very uncomfortable. Summer holidays, we'll, we'll have a chat. Summer holidays, maybe we'll change the rules ever so slightly. But school time, guys, before half term, one, uh, before half ten, one call a week. Sam's watching the video, I can tell from the glee on his face. Um, I think I know what bit he's got to. Uh, <laughs> um, but there is no question, there is no set topic, we're not gonna kind of, you know, how do you feel about Brexit, how do you, we're not gonna do any of that. You kind of decide what direction we go in and what we talk about. Really simple. Oh three four 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 nine nine. 1,000. You speak to our friend Sam, he takes your name and number, calls you straight back, doesn't cost you anything. Simple as that. Talk about Lord Lucan in a minute. Catherine, I wanted to ask you something as a professional yeah. radio host. Yeah. Um, how do you feel when you hear callers to our show? Yeah. Not just on other shows, but on other radio stations. I uh, love it. Do you? Yeah. Because... I feel a little bit... Well, no, go on, I'll ask you, go on. I love it because... Um, I feel like uh, I can listen and see what version of themselves mm. they give into that particular They're show. They're all slightly different for mm-hmm. each station, aren't they? Depending on uh, to whom they speak. Yeah. I feel a little bit like I've caught my girlfriend cheating. Like I've picked up a phone and I was like, um, who's Steve and why is he texting you this? I, I feel a little like that. Tell you what would put me off a caller. Yeah. If I heard exactly the same monologue. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes know. that happens, and you go, yeah. 
Ah, okay. I thought... They're, they're doing a piece. Yeah. They're doing a party piece. And I don't like being the recipient of pieces. It's funny. Dear listen, I, I'll ask you as well, because I know a lot of you listen to a lot of other radio stations. When you hear callers from this show on other shows, on other stations, I wonder how it makes you feel. There are a couple of, 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 of ones. Someone we banned from this show very early on pops up on another station. Mm -hmm. a, a girl who um, faked a suicide attempt. <laughs> faked, a, faked a suicide attempt. And I, I, I had to say, well, you're not going to call us anymore. And it got very, very nasty. Yeah. Very nasty. Nasty. Multiple Twitter accounts, abuse, threats of violence, threats of violence against our kids. Got really, really nasty. And I hear this person a lot, a lot on other radio shows, other radio stations being all jolly and talking about their mental health. And I'm thinking, my God, you threatened to kill my kids. Yeah, um, <laughs> she made baby clothes for a friend of mine's child. Aye. He's a late night radio host Really? Too. Yeah. So that's one, and I hear a lot, and I hear her talking to um, people that I really respect, actually, as radio hosts. And it, but it's not my job. I did, when it was when it was happening, when it happened, I did get in touch with with, with someone I knew. She was calling just and said, just to let you know, she faked a suicide attempt and she's threatening me and Kath and our kids. Just to let you know, I, I, I don't think it's appropriate. You know, nearly four years, three and a half years later, to do that. But I do listen. And th hey, maybe she's turned her life around. That would be great. There's the hope. That would be great. An apology would be nice. An apology would be nice. Yeah. Um, because what, what she did was disgusting. Um, but I hear that. And then last night, I, I flicked through the stations uh, when I'm driving home. Uh, as my mood catches me, I listened to a little bit of Daryl. Um, but I just, just wanted to not listen to talk radio, the station, for a little bit. You know why. Well, you, know, you know why. Here's the thing. When you finish work... Do you want to carry on thinking about work? Yeah, and, and it's been a weird old time. And so as much as I love listening to Daryl, he's a great listen from one o'clock. If you kind of switch off at, at one, leave the radio on for another 30 minutes and see how you get on. Um, but so I was flicking around. There was, there was nothing on six music I liked. There was something quite dull on four extra. So I ended up on BBC London last night. And I heard a very old... Mark, I'll be with you in a second. I heard an old guy talking... Doing that thing, talking about the Alistair Stewart race row, but talking about how a black person had been racist towards him, a white guy. Then saying how he was really good friends with Danny Baker. And then talking about his Indian wife. And then the host went, okay, Bill. I went, oh my God. And I, I phoned you quickly. I went, Kath, BBC London, Billy Bullshine. <laughs> and he's, he's a guy who's just started calling us. If you've been listening, it's quite a niche show tonight. It's requiring you to put in a bit of work. If you're a casual listener, we may have lost you. I apologise. But it was Billy Bullshine, um, a guy who's phoned in to talk about being invited out by a millionaire friend for a dinner that he may or may not have attended, that he, 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 the millionaire friend may or may not have been there. We don't know if Billy went to the dinner or not. Uh, but he had a breakdown in Hyde Park and was destitute and then had a breakdown in a gym, but now is fine. After no therapy or anything. No. And, um, and I, got, I got really excited to hear him on another radio. So I got excited. And you know what? I felt proud of him. I felt really proud that he was calling another radio station. And we're still talking bullshine. We're still talking complete and utter guff. It was wonderful. Wonderful. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I told you it'll be a slightly less focused show than per normal. Good evening, Marco. Good evening, Ian. Marco, what have you got for us? 
Um, I wanted to talk to you about my double flush manoeuvre. Okay. So, if you're ever at a friend's house, or maybe your parents, or maybe work, and you need to, to drop a load, I think the double flush manoeuvre comes in useful. You just need to flush as soon as you drop, if that makes sense. Okay, you Marco, to... thanks very much for that information. I really appreciate that. That's a, a, a glimpse into Marco's um, a-hole, which I didn't really want. But we got it. We got it. And um, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a break, and then we're going to start the show properly. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Some guy on, on Twitter, ah, uh, someone's posted an old clip, ah, I missed the Ian Lee oh, show. Yeah, I so I replied, well, you should start listening again. He's just replied, I've tried, something has changed, still good, but at times uncomfortable. It was always uncomfortable. So I've replied, great, thanks for letting me know while I'm, air, while I'm on air. Don't mind if I block you, do you? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Why would he at you in that? Oh, I'd man. love to know where you work so I can come and pass comment on, on your job um, while you're doing it. Yeah, I'll stand exactly. over your shoulder. Why? You don't want to do it like that. <laughs> while you're doing it. <laughs> oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Catherine's quicker than me. You came up for a great with a great name for our last caller. Well Skid Marco. Skid Marco, yes. <laughs> was that the whole thing? Was that it? I think that was the routine. He was just trying to see if he could do it. Good for him. Good for Spoiler, him. You, you could, but uh, make it funny. Good for him. Um Lord Lucan. Have they revealed more? Well, we, we, there are two Lord... You see the video, Sam? It's great, isn't it? Did you hear our speech at the end? Yeah, it's just <laughs> something else. So deserved, isn't it, that treatment she gets? So deserved. It's, it's just too obnoxious to play. Um, there are two Lord Lucan stories in the paper today. So the Daily Mirror, Scotland Yard to probe Lucan claims. Right. Cold case team contacts victim's son after he tells Mirror Fugitive is living in Australia. We mentioned this yesterday. Cold case detectives are to probe the claim Lord Lucan is alive and living in Australia, mate. Scotland Yard has asked Neil Berryman. Remember how old he was? No. Sam, do you remember how old Neil Berryman, the um, Lord Lucan guy, was? Unbelievable. 52. I'll ask you again tomorrow. Okay, to pass that. on all the evidence he has... All the evidence... He has collected in his four-year investigation to find the missing killer. Neil, the son of Nanny Sandra Rivett, who Lucan is suspected of murdering in 1974, said, I'm pleased they're taking it so seriously. So there's that story. And then it goes on to page four. Uh, the day I discovered I was the son of the woman Lord Lucan murdered, and, and, and on it goes. We still haven't got a picture of the guy in Australia who he claims is 85-year-old Lord Lucan. Post-surgery, mind. Post-surgery and living as a Buddhist monk. Okay? So we, we, we haven't got that. But then, then, wanting a, a piece of this very, very sweet, still fresh Lucan pie, the Daily Mail. Lord Lucan's son yesterday said he was very sceptical about claims the missing peer had been found alive in Australia. George Bingham described the report as odd 
it would be odd if your father, who'd been missing for uh, 56 years, was found alive. Uh, 46 years, I beg your pardon, was found alive. Mm. That would be odd. My father has been found many times over the years, only for it to be wrong. Now, here's my tuppenny bit that I'd like to throw into the pile here for everyone to fondle. Why would Lord Lucan's son not want his dad to be alive, Catherine? Oh, well, he just inherited, hasn't he? He's inherited and he's got the title. Well, also... And he loses it. If, if Lord Lucan is alive, then he gets the money, the title... Um, the, uh, he's the Earl of Lucan. Yeah. He'll, he'll lose all of it. But um, Lord Lucan was declared dead in in 2016. Correct. Um, also, you know, uh, the theory is that the nanny wasn't the intended victim and it was this guy's mother. So there's Why are you reason. defending Lord Lucan? I'm not. I'm defending the now Earl Lucan. But why? But... Huh? His son. Yeah. Might also not want to see his dad because his dad, it's thought was trying to kill his mother. Well, that's a theory and yeah. we can let we can let bygones be bygones, I think. Well, he might not want to. That's his that's his choice. Prerogative. He, he was um it's not Bobby Brown. He boy but boy was my mind blown when I learned that prerogative was spelt prerogative. Prerogative. Mm. It's not prerogative, it's prerogative. That's also where proroguing comes from. Oh, the words. The words. I love the words. I love the words. Um but so he won't, he won't want his dad back alive because he loses all the money. He loses the title of the Earl of Lucan and he might be a little bit annoyed that he tried to kill his mum. That's going to be a tricky reunion. That's going to be almost as tense as some of the um, four in a bed final days where they all meet up and go, well, you're five pounds short. Why? Well, the eggs weren't done properly. Yo, piece of trash. I will kill you. Uh, he was I haven't seen that one, but I want to see it's it. It's a good one. He was formally declared dead, Lord Lucan, in 2016, upon which Mr. Bingham inherited his title to become the 8th Earl of Lucan. Lucan. But the victim's son, Neil Berriman, yesterday claimed to have discovered the murder suspect in Australia. Um, mm, 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 mm. Oh, here we go. In the 46 years since he disappeared, there have been dozens of sightings of Lord Lucan all around the globe. Let's hear some of the best, shall we, before we go to Amy. Runaway Labour MP. A month after Lucan's disappearance, it says here, Anne-Man, I think they mean A-Man, was arrested in Australia for immigration irregularities. It was, in fact, Runaway Labour MP and former Postmaster General John Stonehouse, who had faked his suicide. What? Because Lucan had a six-inch scar on his thigh, the police asked Stonehouse to pull down his trousers to reveal no such scar. Turns out they weren't police either. Saddam Hussein's double, 1976. Lucan was claimed to be in Zimbabwe, where he had a bank account, after which he also rapidly turned up in South Africa, Mozambique, and in Brazil. Then he was spotted backpacking on Mount Etna, working as a waiter in San Francisco, and even employed as Saddam Hussein's double. Um, are they just picking out men with moustaches? Yes. Okay. I think, I think they are. I think they are. A boilermaker called Ken. That's what it says there. A boilermaker called Ken, 1979. Oh, Ken with a moustache. Uh, a guy was thought to be t Lord Lucan. It turned out he was a boilermaker called Ken. Asked to identify him, his ex-wife, Anne, said, That's him, all right. That's my Ken. He never told me where he was going. 
Jungle Barry in 2003. Former Scotland Yard detective Duncan McLaughlin claimed the peer was in Goa, where he was known as Jungly Barry, Jungly Barry, and ended up as a skinny, squalid drunk who played travellers at Backgammon for cheap brandy until his death in 1996. I remember this one. The man was, in fact, Barry Halpin. Uh, here we go. And the final one, an expat living in his car in 2007. Roger Woodgate, an eccentric British expatriate who lived in a Land Rover in New Zealand with a pet goat called Camilla. Oh. Denied speculation from neighbours he was Lucan. The former photographer who once worked for the Ministry of Defence was ten years younger than Lucan and five inches shorter. People disappearing. Just wanting to get away from doing a Reggie Perrin, used yeah. to be called. Remember that fellow with the canoe? The what? The fellow with the canoe. What was that? Oh, they faked it? Yeah. He disappeared, didn't Yeah, he? faked it, though. So that they could get insurance money or something. Mm -hmm. What was that? That was, like, recent. Yeah. They were, weren't they swingers? <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's be careful there. Hang on. Oh, well, God, God, God. It's not the worst thing they've been accused of. <laughs> Notorious canoe man. Oh, and their kids didn't know. Their kids thought he was dead. Yeah. Ooh. He's, he's moved. This is uh, from 2019, April Ooh. 2019. Uh, John Darwin, new life for himself on the other side of the world. Uh, he is now living, enjoying new life with his second wife. But Did she he... needn't worry, says the mirror. There isn't a canoe in sight. Hey! His new home is a ludic ludicrously ironic reminder of his stranger-than-fiction story. It may now be 17 years since he infamously Shut disappeared. Up. Mm -hmm. 17 years? No, it was about five years ago. 17 years ago, when he disappeared with his canoe into the North Sea off to Seton Carew, uh, County Durham, and 12 since his farcical story of fraud on the most far-fetched scale hogged headlines around the world. But it still makes for fascinating reading. He's 68 now, former teacher, prison officer, was living with first wife Anne in the seaside town when spiralling debts prompted him to come up with a wild idea. Wow. Uh, with just a whiff of the Reggie Perrins, he decided the best way to dig himself and Anne out of their financial hole was to fake his own death at sea and for his grieving widow to claim his life insurance. Then, after a decent amount of time, they would begin a new life in Panama, never minding their two <laughs> grown-up sons, Mark and Anthony, would forever mourn their dead dad. Hang on, let's just stop for a second. What are their sons called? Mark and Anthony. Thank you very much. Carry on. Incredibly, for <sighs> five years, the plan came off. Then wasn't he, didn't, wasn't he spotted, like, in a park or something? In March 2002, Darwin paddled out to sea and faked his canoeing accident, sparking a massive search and, and rescue operation that family, friends, police and the coroner all bought hook, line and sinker. His body was never found, only eventually his smashed-up canoe. Uh, she, Anne, collected £250,000 in life insurance payouts. Uh, incredibly, Anne helped him pull this off for four years, no one, uh, five years with no one, anyone the wiser. John would don a wig and call himself Tom, a handyman, if ever he had to answer the door. And as he grew more confident, he went out and about with a bushy beard, even borrowing books from the local library under the alias John Jones. John Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, he came up with a, pl a plan to get a passport in the name of a dead baby, and the couple moved to South America to live more openly. The doting wife told her sons that she needed to start a new life in the sun. With everything going swimmingly, Darwin took his next bold step, returning to the UK and walking into a police station. <gasps> what did you think happened? I thought he got spotted in a park. Walked into a police station to claim he'd been suffering from amnesia all oh, this time. Oh, yes! Well played, that man! The balls of it! It might have worked. Had a photo of the Darwins grinning happily in a Panama estate agent's not been found on the internet, time-stamped, revealing he had indeed been alive... All along. Beautiful. 
Oh, God. After returning to the UK, Anne was convicted of six fraud charges and nine counts of money laundering and was jailed for six and a half years. She served three and a half. Darwin admitted fraud, as well as one of falsely obtaining a passport and was jailed for six years and three months. He was released in 2011 after serving half his sentence. Uh, Darwin wanted to rekindle the marriage and refused. That's when they got divorced. Ladies and gentlemen, people who have faked their own dis- disappearance, their own death. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We've got Amy, we've got Aaron. Oh, we've got David Babcock, which is good because he owes me 30 quid. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, 03444991000. We'll speak to David uh, Babcock in a minute. He owes me uh, £30, so we'll talk about that in a second. Before that, let's go to Amy. <laughs> oh, hello. Jesus. Hiya. Is that you coughing? Sorry, yes, I'm driving. Is the line okay? The line is okay. Is your throat okay? Uh, yeah, it's fine. I've just, um, I'm away home. Great. Book Great. Uh, did you have any topics? Have you listened to the show before? <laughs> we haven't done yeah. topics since 2003. Yeah, you're doing one about people that have faked their own death. Well, there and, you go, we're um, doing that. People that have faked their own death. But I don't have a story about that. Well, what do you have a story? Do, we don't do topics. What is this, Alan Caddick? Catherine, please. No, My blood pressure is going through the I roof. Mean. No, you know what I mean. Catherine, please. Um, Maybe this needs a gentle touch. All right, well, let's give us some topics. Amy, what's your favourite colour? Pink. What's your favourite number? 24. What's your favourite sandwich filling? BLT. And what was the first um, record you bought? Um, S-Club 7. There we go. Great call, thanks very much. There we go, we did it. (laughs) We did it. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's you know, I'm still not quite. I'm still not feeling great, and so I'm still a little bit. I, I, I just, I, I don't, I can't quite get any purchase, Amy. I can't quite get any purchase, and um, uh, uh, and that will hopefully come soon. Otherwise, I'm in big trouble because this is my job. My job is getting purchase, and I can't quite get any purchase. But um, um, so no, I don't really have anything. To, to prompt a conversation apart from, um, I haven't got anything. I haven't got anything. Okay, well, I just call in, say hello. Uh, I'm nearly home. Well, so. safe journeys, Amy. Thank you. If you're nearly home, let us know. Aaron. Hello, it's Aaron. Jeez, here's the thing, right? right. I never know. I never know. And I normally go for Aaron. I normally go for Aaron. And today yeah. I thought, I, whenever I go for Aaron, I'm wrong. I'm going to go for Aaron. I'm going to go and I'm going to commit to it and I'm going to say it and I said it and I was wrong and I apologise. You sound like my uncle. Oh. And he's quite cool. I'm not going to give you a fiver. A cider? Isn't that what uncles do? (laughs) Here's a fiver. Don't tell your mum. Go on, get some fags. a fiver, not a cider. Not a cider. I'll give you a cider. Well, and a cider. Maybe a joy. <laughs> no, no, anyway, you're very happy. What's going on? What's going on in your life? Well, uh, no, actually, I, I'm going to say this. Right, say I think you're really quite. You're cool. I'm a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the eleven o'clock show. Wowzers! I remember Daisy Donovan, and I remember you launching lots of people's careers. Yes, I did, uh, except for my own, which um, collapsed well, well, no, no, that's miserably. Fine. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I found you absolutely hilarious, and. Um, 
when you said like stuff like uh, other people on other stations, yes, they do. Uh, uh, there's a certain person I won't name them. Uh, do do um, uh, put your hats off to them. So uh, who could name them? Go on, name them. Uh, James O'Brien. Oh, so what do you mean? Hang on, say that again. So what, who? Uh, so one of our callers, James O'Brien, um, references you. Does he? Yes. Piece of trash. I'm going to smash his champagne socialist yeah, 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 lefty yeah, face yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Socialist. Goddamn scumbag. Anyway, that, that's not oh, that's very kind of him. I like James. He's I'm a nice guy. About, I'm talking about this tenuous link that I've got in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you, been, have you been smoking those those little silver canisters of um, Happy Gas? Oh, I did that years ago. I don't do it anymore. What is it like? Uh, it just makes you go... I mean, I suppose I could see the appeal of it. I always find, um, here's, here's, here's what a junkie I am. I'm going to tell you what a junkie I am. I'm an addict, and this is ha- what an addict I am. I have in the past... Yeah. ...picked up those little empty canisters and gone, I wonder if there's any left in there. It's a gas! It's a gas! This is how nuts I am! I go, I wonder if there's any left in there. I don't sup on it, but I look at it and go, I wonder if there's... Oh, it's a gas. I feel like counseling you right And every time I see a little baggie... On the floor, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if there's any trips in there. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Just my junky head. That's where it takes me to. Look at Catherine sat there with her arms crossed, sat back in a chair. All right, I'm going to keep an eye Can on I you. Can I get to my point? No. The great Ian Lee litter pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Go on. Uh, actually, uh, well, it was about Lord Lucan. Oh yeah. Right, and how you tracked down Matthew Smith. Matthew Smith, the guy that wrote Manic Minor and Jet Set Willie, went disappeared, disappeared for a long, long time. Talk, talk yeah. about trips. He made, right, he was set, yeah. for those who don't know, 17 years old, he wrote the game Manic Minor, okay? One of the biggest, one of the first sort of like homebrew games that, that, that was, just blew up. And yeah, he yeah. made, he got a cheque for a quarter of a million pounds for that in, I'm going to say, 1985. He was and 17. He, he was 17. He spent it all. He told me this. What did you spend the money on? Acid. Wow. And he went and lived on a Dutch fisheries yeah, thing yeah, yeah. for a long time. And I interviewed him. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. t- he's such a such a sweetheart, such a lovely man, but but his brain has been fried by LSD. Don't do drugs, kids. And I, I asked him a question, and he paused for about 30 seconds, and me and the director thinking, uh-oh, he's, he's broken down. And he just went, I'm so sorry, I was thinking of the answer in Dutch. Can you ask me that again? Such a sweetheart, really, really nice man. But yes, I found Matthew yeah. Smith. Matt Smith. Yeah, yeah. And that's the closest you're going to get to Lil Lucan. Oh. I think. What do you mean? But we were ye of little faith, Aaron. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, you're quite good. You should be investigating. Well, I'm, well, I'm investigating. He's a touch busy at the moment, though. No. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am investigating. I'm reading the papers about it. I'm keeping my... I'm, I'm reading top-secret classified documents on the subject. You, you come up with a score. If you get Matthew Smith, you can get Lucan. All right, well, then we'll get Lucan on. I'll tell you what, we'll get Lucan on by one o'clock. How's about that? Well, Lucan's second. <laughs> Matthew Smith is always first. Thank you very much indeed. I suggest you, uh, you put your joystick down. Ah, speaking of joysticks, David. What? Uh, so, okay, I thought you called you in to called speak us. to us. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go to him in a second. That was a very, very strange reaction. Let's go to Mal instead, and I hope we get a better response from Mal. Good evening, Mal. Hello, my sweet. Hello, Mal. Hello, my darling. Can I sing you a song? I'd better be short. Why, are you dying? Oof. We all are, aren't we? 
Ma yeah. magic okay. moments. Sing me, um, hmm? um... We shall stop with David. Yes? I love... I never used to watch telly much. No? It's rubbish. No. No. Yep. And music was my thing. But I've lost that, Ian. What, what, what do you mean you've lost that? Because I can't listen to anything. Why can't you listen to anything? Someone's stolen your CD player? No. Why can't... <laughs> there we go, it's a laugh. That's all I was after. Not being mean, all I wanted was a laugh. Why can't you listen to music? Because every song I listen to hurts too much. Not every song! Yeah. Okay, would you mind if I tried some songs? Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm going to try some songs, um, and you're going to tell me if this hurts you too much. We're going to get on a scale of one to ten on how much it hurts, right? And so we can kind of then work out, Kath can help me, we can work out which way to go to, to, to get it so it doesn't hurt at all. Right, here is your first, um, oh, adverts, adverts. Advert. Okay, here's your oh, first song. Okay. Here we go. Here's your first song. Baby girl, I said tonight is your lucky night. How's it feeling so far, Mal? Um, I don't even know that one. I stare at you, walking on the shore. I try to concentrate. Sorry? I'm an old lady. No, 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 I'm not asking. We're not old ask ladies love Peter Andre. We're not asking if you're recognising it. We're asking if it hurts you or not. No, it didn't. No. Hectic. Whoa! Ooh, let's take the pace down. You didn't mention hecticity <laughs> when you talked to us. You just mentioned pain. Um, okay, I got one. I got one. Um, okay, I, but but that didn't hurt. So we're we, 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 I'm more into. In I'm more into, but not at the moment. Yes. Because I can't. Because it hurts. Commodores. That's going to hurt, though, right? Yeah, let's find an alternative. You don't want to listen, listen to this. You want this. Here we go. Here we go. So, we've got, so we're in the right... Do you like EastEnders, Mal? Um... This is Ricky. It's Ricky from EastEnders. Every day, every yeah. day, every day, every way I make love to her. Yeah. 
Well, this is Ricky from EastEnders. Here we go. Get ready. The chorus. You're going to love it. You could not love this. Here we go. We've got a good thing going. A real good thing going. <laughs> Baby, going to make some love to you. Going to do the do. Going to do the things you want a lover to do to you five times a night. Ricky! I'll tell you what, you, mate, you've got a good voice. Haven't I? I'll, yeah. I'll come around and sing you to sleep. I won't unless you pay. So how was that for hecticity? I pay you. Okay. I to sleep. I've had about three hours uh, sleep in oh. the last bloody 48 hours. Okay. But how was that song? Did that First of all, did that song make you sad? No. How was it for hecticity? Um... Good. About... What is it? Naught to ten? Naught to ten on the hecticity scale, the hectometer. It was about a seven. Okay, well, then, listen. That's not that's bad, now. Bearable. Considering you phoned up and said you can't listen to any music, we've made progress. Yeah, we have. We have now. Thank you so much for your call. Give us a call maybe tomorrow or next week. We'll, we'll, we'll go further. We'll delve further. Love white reggae. I love... Don't like the black stuff. Oh don't like the black reggae. The white reggae. Love it. Absolutely love it. That for me is real what reggae. What have you got against black reggae? Too hectic. It's very hectic. But the white reggae, I can, I can stomach. It's more authentic. Let's go to David Babcock. Good evening, David. Well, I regret that too. Have I just done an Alistair Stewart? Um, David! Um, ooh. A real good sit-a-win, you and me girl, playing reggae. East Enders reggae. Doing a reggae song is fun and I will have some fun reggae style. David! Right. I will say this. Hang on, hang on, mate. Good for the reggae style. Don't know the words of the verse. Nice, summer nice. You can make some love to me, and I will swim the deep sea tonight. That's not a bad line. Here comes the chorus. Cause we got a good thing going, a real good scene going. You and me, girl. Give me scum Gonna make some love tonight And stake the stars into your eyes Oh, I'm gonna do the rap now <clears throat> David! You have got some serious balls, my friend Hang on Here we go, you ready, David? No Okay, alright, here we go one, two, you sing it, David. A good thing going, really good thing going, you and I. Hey, David! I enjoyed that a lot. David, um, really keen to find out why you've called in. Because I've heard some... And we will find out what that is after the news. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
myself on my bed Hold up, it's your friend She looking for a friend, now I'm sure you got a man Now she calling up a man Now she kick it with a gang, little hoi from the hands Come jump into the bands And don't forget your friends, uh. I got bad intentions, I can't lie But I could show you want it just by looking in your eyes French kisses, come let me give you what you're missing Now you want some of these French kisses, I'ma make you say ooh la la when I give you the French kisses But we just know know your friends business Now you want some of these French kisses I'ma make you say ooh la la when I give you the French kisses French kisses Yeah, so so sexy, ooh mama Where you tryna go girl, say ooh tipa She just told me, show me what you do, Papa. I'ma make you say ooh la la, ooh la la. Step inside, put your friends on the guest list. Nice with the tongue, pull her hair when we French kiss. Slide off a phone, make a moan and she meant it. Kid way before I was trending. She classy but secretly kind of freaky. This one a good girl, she ain't on me for clout. Getting nasty in the taxi, we ain't even made it on the even have to say a word. Just put my tongue in her mouth. French kisses, come let me give you what you're missing. But you want some of these French kisses? I'ma make you say ooh la la when I give you the French kisses. But we just know know your French business. But you sing it, David, sing it. Nah. I don't wanna sing it. Okay, miserable kid. Come on. Your lips, you're fine. Your hips, don't lie. It's in your eyes. Told that you want it cause your lips were fine Your right. hips don't lie Listen, you're right I'ma make you say ooh la la I'ma give you the French kisses Come let me give you what you're missing And you want some of these French kisses I'ma make you say ooh la la I'ma give you the French kisses But there's no no your French kisses And you want some of these French kisses I'ma make you say ooh la la Hello? I was still on. Hello? I thought... Oh, God. Who's this? Stuart. All right, Stuart. What do you want? Uh, I just want to discuss briefly about um, the different types of gen genders that are currently around nowadays. I just want to uh, have your opinion on, on them. Couldn't give a toss. Hang up. Sorry? I could not give a toss. Hang up. Um, why do you think that? Right, you're not funny, you're not interested, you're boring, hang up, go to bed. I, I don't know what you're on about. I, I literally just want to talk to you briefly about genders. Go to bed. Ian? Well, what would you want to talk about then? I don't, I, I can honestly say I couldn't think of anything I'd rather do less than speak to you right now. Why? Because you do. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I thought I was going to give you a call to discuss about something. Right, and... right. You're trying to be funny and it's not funny. If you're trying to be interesting, it's not interesting. So you're failing on all fronts. Go to bed. 
Mate, I don't understand what you're on about. I literally wanted to talk about genders, that's all. Because the, the ideas that I'm talking about is the idea of... Because when people are saying they're not binary and people are saying that they're gender neutral, I completely disagree about that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, like when you've got yeah, people yeah, like yeah, transgender yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're saying things that you don't believe in, and I couldn't give a toss about. So that's better. What the hell are you on about? I, I don't. I don't. I'm trying. What? I'm completely confused. I thought having a talk radio show would be something to discuss about, and I'm bringing no. up a topic to discuss about, and I feel like you're not giving me the time of day, or don't actually want to talk about it. Yeah, well, it's not my show. I'm an author. Oh, okay. Right, go away. Is he gone? David, what can we do for you tonight? What's all this about me owing you 30 quid? You owe me 30 pounds. No, I don't. Yes, you do. What, a bit? It's on Twitch. No, no, no. Um, you remember you came on the other night and um, you did that... Uh, we interviewed you about your book. My book that you can buy on Amazon if you search my name, yeah. Yep. I'm always happy to promote new authors. Um, but here's, here's the rub. When we do it, we tend to get sent free copies of the book by the publishers. We uh, didn't get sent free copies of the book by your publishers, so I had to buy three copies, one for myself, one for my producer, co-host, that's Catherine, that's the voice that's there. there, and one as a prize. They were nine ninety nine each, so that's £30, um, and I'd really appreciate that as soon as possible, Plus please. postage. Plus postage. Right, I am, I've not got a publisher. So, nah, 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 nah. Okay, well, you, but you do have a book out. We did give you some uh, some free airtime. Uh, so, yeah. I'd just like the, to be refunded the money that I spent, please. You do realise that I live in a hovel. Right. You should have thought about that before you wrote a book. You should have thought about, about that before you moved there. Mm. Right. And you live in a big farmhouse. Correct. You're considerably richer than me. Sorry? Listen there. You've got more money. Why do I... Oh, I'm also... It served a purpose. You've, you've said nothing but nice things about my book. Right, I know, but that's because I thought I was getting the £30 back. Now I know it would appear I'm not getting the £30 back. I can start telling the truth, if you'd like. If you, if you bought a delicious, delicious burger, right? Yes. You tasted it, you know, as the best... Burger I've ever had. Yep. Right, you wouldn't have some money back, would you? Well, if you'd ordered, if you'd made yourself a burger bar mm -hmm. and you invited us there for your grand opening, you wouldn't charge us, would you? Also, I would have eaten the burger. Yeah. I haven't read the book. You joking? I haven't read the book. You see, that's where it confuses me because you, you act like you're my friend, you act like you're supporting me, and then you pull a little trick like that. Oh, God, what's this now? Hello? Who's this? It's Stuart again, mate. I'm not being funny, <laughs> but I spoke to you just a minute ago about genders, and you couldn't even give me the time of day, and I don't understand what the problem is. I've been listening to this talk radio show for years now, yeah, and the only people that I can speak to, I feel like, can only listen to me on a deeper level, and you're not giving me the time of day, and I feel like it's absolutely disrespectful. What's my name? 
What's your? I don't even touch what your name is. I came on here to talk about a topic about genders, and you ain't giving me the time of day. Right, you rang a show, and you don't even know what my bloody name is. So you don't listen to it, do you? Otherwise, you'd know that this is. Hey, I listen to it on a one-to-one. I listen to it on a one-to-one. I, don't get me wrong; it's more more like back, background music, but. So on a level, I wanted to speak to you about a certain topic, and I don't know if it was yourself or the person before, that you didn't give me the time of day to talk about genders, and it really upset me. I, I don't, yeah, I'm at a loss. What are you trying to do? I wanted to have a discussion about you about different types of genders. Right, you didn't. Who's the girl in the background? The girl in, there's no girl in the background. Who's the girl that said, you coming on there again? What? Right. Are you, there's no one here. Okay. I think it's time you went to bed. Are you being serious? Oh, my God. I literally want to just discuss to you about a certain topic that I feel like is ridiculous, which is genders, because I feel like there's only one male and one female. I don't feel right. like there's any right. other type of genders. Right. Right. And I'll tell you what. This is your opinion, I tell you what, I couldn't give a toss about your opinion. You can shove it up your ass. Shove it up my ass. Yeah, nah, I ain't no fruity done. Right, you're boring me. Go okay. to bed. Uh, so, um, I haven't read the book. I'm not in the mood for these jabronis. Okay, I don't know what's happening there. Um, I haven't read the book. If he comes back on, I tell you what. If he comes back on, I'm going to swear. Kind of did there. Um, here's. Here's the thing. You owe me thirty pounds. I don't owe you thirty pounds. Thirty pounds. What are we going to do about well, this? I'll, give, actually... I'll tell you what. I'll give you thirty pounds. I won't have any pot noodles to eat. Okay. And then that'll be on your conscience. Absolutely fine. Fair enough. You don't feel bad about that? Nope. I've made better pittance from this book. Okay. And it's all it's all going to go on giving you a refund. Well, <laughs> no. The money you made from the book, I'm getting some of it back because I bought three copies of the book that I had no intention of reading and, and just gave away. You gave them away? Well, I gave one to Kath. We gave Kath one to, um, what was her name, fake Sheila. Yeah. And the other one I, I chucked in the bin. Your words are like arrows straight to my bloody heart. I did read, the, the, I did read one story and I was wondering if you could read it to Catherine now. Right. Bedtime. Oh. I've got an, I've got oh, no, I won't, um, don't matter. Yeah, I'll read it. The one story you say you like and it's not even one of mine. Right, here we go. What? 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 Do you mean one? What? I thought you wrote them all. plagiarism. Right, you, did you nick someone's story? That's plagiarism. I just because yeah. I don't think you understood that word. Some people won't understand right, it. Just Hello, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm just finding the story. Did for you it. steal the story? No comment. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Hang on, let me get the music up. Let's get the music up. Here we go. Um, did it be nope. <laughs> no. Here we go. Mhm. Daddy, check under my bed for monsters. Daddy smiles, kneels down and checks. He sees his son, another son, 
He's crying and curled up in a ball. Daddy, there's somebody in my bed. I'm a bit confused. So he's got two sons. All oh, right, okay. Wasn't the same. I right. So he's got two children. You know what would have been? Can I just say what would have worked better? Go on, Kath. Bear in mind, it's not even his story. It turns out. Hey, you can put it in your book. <clears throat> What would have been better was if the son underneath the bed was the actual son and the one that had told you to look under the bed... Was fake. Yeah. You should have done it that, that way. Is the, that, that is what the story is. Well, well not... don't say another son then, because I, I didn't know where the other son had come yeah. from. Yeah. I probably copied it wrong. I probably written it, written Send it me the down. 30 quid, David. I look forward to getting it, mate. Thank you very much. You're not getting a penny. Unbelievable. We take him to court. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. What the hell are you on about? <laughs> Thank you, Sam. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Good evening, John. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? Um, all right, John. What have you got for us tonight, please, sir? How's Catherine doing as well? She's she right. held the fourth brilliantly. She's the best. Are you okay? Are you okay? Turn your radio off, please, John. Uh, yeah, it was just... It was brilliant. You know, the last <laughs> caller that you had on... I've never lost so much. Really? Well, then, uh, well, uh, I'm... I'm, I'm Is your radio on in the background? Uh, Very quietly. It's not that quietly. I can hear it. And because of the seven-second delay, it makes it very confusing. There you go. It's off now. Beautiful. It's just great to hear you back on top form. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> it's something where the, the last call... Uh, where what the hell are you on about? Yep. Sorry? Nothing. The... <laughs> Nothing. What the hell are you on about? <laughs> so what can we do for you tonight, John? Uh, nothing. Uh, uh, the only reason I rang you yes. uh, was to say something. It's great to hear you back and sort of on top form. You wait. This is. I'm. I'm. I'm like on forty five percent. You wait. You wait till I'm on a hundred percent. And boy, oh boy, we're going to take this show places. I mean, down to the second floor, apparently. But could, we're going to. We're going to take this show places. I could probably deal with seventy five percent. Okay. You're on hundred percent. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be too much for me. You're a cocaine addict. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, it was just to say, sort of, great to hear you. Back Thank you, John. Uh, great to sort of know that you're feeling okay. Yeah. John, yeah. Thank you, John. Appreciate that. Very kind words. Let's go to Dean. Good evening, Dean. Hello. How are you both? Oh, for God's sakes, it's none of your business. Do we have to go back to that? Oh, yeah, I only asked. What can we do for you, Dean? <laughs> Is um, your radio on? <laughs> what I'm ringing up about, really, today... Is uh, your uh, radio on? on? I laid my daughter to, to, to rest today, oh, which was... D- d- Dean, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm laughing because I'm being inappropriate. No, no, no. D- no Dean, do, do me a favour. Do me a favour. Turn your radio uh, off. Not sad. No, Dean. It was a happy release. Dean, turn your radio off because it's a bit tricky to have a conversation and then we'll have a proper, we can have a proper chat. I, I've turned it off. Thank you, yeah. mate. Go on. Sorry, I'm really... I'm sorry. I was being, no, I was being I, silly I and you got some... I to rest today. Okay. Um, which, I'm, I'm not sad because it was a happy case. It was a celebration rather... Than a, a, a funeral, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There was balloons and everything, and she had a coffin made of a camper van. Made uh, a coffin, you know, the coffin was made to look like a camper van. Blimey! And it was absolutely brilliant. Um, and uh, it's a happy release because she contracted a very rare disease and there was no cure. And um, I'm, 
she could have gone on for months, but I'm glad she didn't because the pain that she was in. She was in a lot of pain. Was quite happy, you know. Can um, I, may I ask what, what 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 disease she had? She had a thing called Kelsey phylaxis. Do you know what that rings a bell? What is that? Well, uh, it's, it's where you, your body gets covered in bruising. Yeah. And then the bruises split open aye. everywhere on your body. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, and she was just one giant plaster in the Oh, end. poor thing. Uh, and she was 40, 40 this year. 40? And she left two lovely children, yeah. Oh, Dean, I'm so sorry, my friend. Oh, uh, no, it's all right. Uh, don't, 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 don't be sad, because it's a happy, a, a happy time for us, because she said that she didn't want to be mourned, and she wanted to be celebrated, and we did that today in big style. Talk you know, that, Dean, Dean. Also, talk to me. I'm a dad, right? We're dads. We're dads. Yeah. It's, it's the best job in the world, right? Where everyone else says being a dad is the best job in the world. Absolutely. But as dads, we don't expect to, you know, bury uh, our babies. Uh, but the funny thing was, I got home and I had a letter from the, uh, uh, the local council. Uh oh. Um, and they said, um, you do realise um, that we're giving you a, uh, an exemption until March. After that, you pay full council tax on an empty property. Oh, well, that's nice of them to get in so quickly. Uh, they, they changed the rules. Aye, 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 aye. Yeah, so even tax. though the property's empty, yeah. you have to pay full council tax. I thought, great, we've not even signed, mm. put the house on the market yet, you know. Mm. And I thought, that's just typical of them, isn't it, you know? Isn't it, though? Isn't I, it? Thought, it's, it's just, I just thought you'd like to know that, because... Anybody now, if if you've got anybody, uh, that, you know, pass it on, and you've got property, be aware, you will pay council tax on an empty did, property. Um, did you have a few drinks today? No, I don't, I don't drink. You don't um, drink? Ian, I, I, I've been sober for 20... Oh, I did have a, a drink problem, but I've been sober now for 22 years. Oh, congratulations. How did you get sober? Yeah. Sorry? How did you get sober, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, I, it was my children, actually. Yeah. And yeah. my grandchildren. Um, well they done. didn't like seeing Grumpy the way he was. Yeah, yeah. And then they stopped coming round, in which I thought, I've got to do something, you know. I, I love my grandchildren and I love my children. But I was quite abusive and things like that, you know. Does, and does, um, um, does bad one day things I just said, that's it. I threw it all down the sink and I haven't had one ever since. And that was the... Uh, 7th of July, uh, 20 years, 22 years ago. You're a good man, Dean. Well, you're a good man now because I'm there for my children, you know, and I can be a pro father, grandfather. What's going to happen to your girls? Did you say that she had two sons? Two daughters, a son and a daughter. Son and daughter. What's happening with them? Uh, well, at the moment, they're with their father at the moment. Okay. Because they were separated, yeah. He's, He's a good guy, though? Uh, it's sound enough, you know. Okay. I, I, um, part of uh, her will was that we, I remained guardian of the children. Yeah, okay. So he can't do anything without, um, agreeing with me, you know. Okay, and uh, do you get on with you, do you, do you get on, on with him? him? Yeah, I get yeah, on with him. He's, yeah, everything, everything's really cool at the moment, you know, um, and I, I even said that uh, the school that she wants her son to go to, and he said, yeah, that's fine, no problem. And he's, a, he's catered for everything that Emma wanted in her will. It's good for him. You know, and it was brilliant, actually. He was there today, 
and he was enjoying himself too. There were some tears, obviously, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but most is, of the time it was... Um, it is amazing the amount of laughter you get at a funeral. Yeah, when when, when we, like, we, we cremated my dad. That people were reading out. Oh, God, I bet. But when we cremated my dad, Dean, there was... And, oh, I mean, when I they saw a coffin come in, and yeah. in the shape of a camper van, because she was mad on camper vans. Oh, yeah? God. She never actually owned one. Right. But she collected scale models of camper vans, and I've ended up with them all, 22 in, in total. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to keep them in trust. So, um, and, I, you know, she got all oh, the camper, camper van, the, you know, sort of stuff she's got. She's got, oh, it's, it's boxes of it, you know, just mm. the camper van stuff. What are you doing tomorrow, Dean? What does tomorrow hold for you? Um, well, I, I'm actually, Ian, I'm, I'm retiring on Saturday. Oh, wow. After 42 years in uh, health service, mm. uh, I was frontline A&E doctor and I'm um, retiring uh, on Saturday, which is, I can't wait really. I, I've had enough now, you know. I bet, I bet. Um, I've seen a lot and done a lot and, um, uh, you know, it's, it's time for other people to, to do what they can, yeah, you know. time for you to enjoy yourself a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So tomorrow, what I'm going to do, I'm getting the chainsaw out. What the heck? He's going crazy, guys! Yeah, I got, I got a chainsaw in the garden. Uh, I got a big tree in the garden, and I, I keep saying to myself, that's coming down. Well, I brought a new chainsaw, and guess what's happening tomorrow? It's coming down. You're chopping wood. <laughs> Good. That, I think it's, 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 so, a best, I think it's a positive thing to do. Mad tomorrow. Dean, um... Thanks for your call. I really appreciate it, hey, mate. Ian, it's lovely. Keep the good work up, mate. I love your show. Thank you. Thank I you listen to you every day, you and Kat. And she's done a good job when, she, when you were on the holiday. She's all right, isn't she? And, uh, you know, you were sick when you... I was. I had a little break. I wasn't feeling very yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I hope you're all right now. And uh, Thank you, Dean. Good luck Dean. with the show and uh, many years to come, hopefully. Dean, take care of yourself, my friend. We'll speak yeah, and soon. You. Take care. Bye-bye. I'll call again. Bye-bye. What a, what a dignified gentleman. What a gentleman. What a nice guy. Good luck to him. Good luck to those kids. 0344 This is why this slot is the best slot. And this is why this show is the best show me and Catherine have ever done. By the way, I have to say, um, nice words about Catherine filling in for me. Here's what most of you don't know. She's been doing radio longer than I've been doing it. She's, you know, she's, you know she's, the, she's the producer of the show, right? I, I couldn't produce a show. I could if I really, really had to, but it would not be pleasurable for me. Kath takes great pleasure in producing this show and producing other shows. And she's been hosting shows. I mean, she's 20 years older than me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she's been she's been hosting shows longer than and, and more often than I have. But also, 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 she's my, you're my favourite, I'll say it to you because you're here, you're my favourite radio host. You're my favourite radio host. And I don't think Dean was. I do think sometimes some people are a bit, oh, Kath did a good, good show. Dean wasn't doing that, I don't think. I think Dean was saying your mate did a really good job and she's great, which you are. But sometimes people are surprised. Well, I think they assume that um, I... Uh, I think they assume that I'm kind of um, some sort of assistant. Yeah, yeah. And because that that's I've the been, way it generally works. And that I've been um, thrown a bat on. Yeah. Um, I, I brought Kath here from the other place we worked at 
because I got booted out because um, I stood up against uh, um, uh, bigotry against gay people from from an extreme right wing Christian organisation, and I got booted out. And I kind of sniffed my way over here. And while I was here, I said, um, "Here's the thing: if you want to offer me a job, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of I'd like to do it." Thinking, "I really need a job. I'm desperate. I'd like to do it, but if you want to get the best out of me, I need to bring my own producer with me." Okay, yeah, I think we can do that. I'm on the phone to Kath after the meeting. Kath, do you want to leave the BBC? Because I think I've got you a job here. <laughs> that was it. And I said, yes, I very do. <laughs> that was it. And you had to work there, I think, for another four or five months <laughs> with me gone. But this was all, all lined up. It was a very, it was a ballsy manoeuvre. I'd love to work here, but if you really want to get the best out of me, I've got to have my, my own producer. And the, the, the idiots that run this place didn't know what they were doing. They went, I'm, I'm joking, slightly. Uh-huh. They went... Yeah, sure, okay, bring her over. <laughs> Kath, I, th- I think I've just got us both a job. <laughs> Come to London. <laughs> Listen, I have proved my worth several times over to those guys. I'm sure you they're have. glad that they hired me. Uh, you have, but you're my favourite, favourite radio presenter. I love. I didn't listen uh, 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 when you filled in last time because I just didn't. You weren't in the right headspace. I wasn't in the right headspace. I love it. Well, I've, got, I've, I've booked a week off in April and um, taking the boys to the log cabin again like I did last year. And we listened. We phoned in one night. I don't know if you know. Me and my <laughs> eldest. Is that you? <laughs> me and my eldest phoned in one night, and we might do it again. But um, gosh, Dean's callers—that's uh, why this slot is the best slot, because people like Dean feel comfortable enough to call in and share, um, you know, details of a what is a very private day. Yeah. And um, what a good man. What a good man. We've got Jermaine, then we've got Nathan. This, dear listener, is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Good evening, Jermaine. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jermaine. What you got for us? Well, I've got a bit of a predicament myself. Um, basically, I'm not sure whether to stay in my current job, you see, or, um, look, save up and obviously then go travelling or do I just pack it up and go now because I'm not happy where I am right now. How old are you? I'm 21. I was going to say 22. I should have said it but I wasn't confident enough. Um, well, um, I'm going to ask you a question that you don't need to give me the answer to but I think you'll understand why I'm asking. It's a very personal question. How much money have you got in the bank? Around £5,000. Go. Go now. Go. Go now. Quick. Go. Why are you saying that? Because you're, because you're a young man. Because you're a young man. And I wish I'd done it when I was 21. And I didn't. And I haven't really done it. And so I've missed it. 21, you've got five grand. Spaff it all on going around the world. Go to, go to San Francisco. Go to Canada. Go to Mexico. Go to South Africa. Go to, uh, I don't know. Go where, go. Go to Japan. Go, 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 go. <laughs> do it, Jermaine. You can, yeah. Here's the thing. You can do it. You're unhappy in work. Um, it's not, uh, but it could be his mate. Uh, you're unhappy in work, go and do it! Yeah, I, well, I've been thinking about it for a while. Don't think, do it! Tomorrow, you're handing in your notice. Oh, yeah, good point, man. Jermaine, thanks very much for your call. It's that simple sometimes. It's that simple sometimes. It's 21, he's got five grand. And an imaginary Look. job to give up. <laughs> Oh, you think, Catherine, I think, is this the genders guy? I don't think it was, but they may have been, they may have been in the same car, having, smoking a doobie. Um, but, but if that situation were real, for example, 21, 5 21, grand, yeah. Go. Likewise, d- go. dump your girlfriend or boyfriend. It won't last. Go. 
Go, 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 go! Run free while you can. Let's go to Nathan. Hello, Ian. Hello, Nathan. Okay, um, I got two true stories I thought might cheer you up. Okie dokie! That might actually represent your humour as well as mine. Oh, I like my humour being represented along with someone else's. Um, my dad passed away on the 25th of September last year. Am I supposed to laugh at that point? No, not that bit. Okay. But within a funeral, you're not supposed to laugh, but one of my things is I love inappropriate humour. Okay. And organising the funeral, my Uncle Dave and I went to the florist to buy the wreath. Yes. You didn't organise a, a, a This Is Your Life? Or d yes, okay. He what was just I, about to pay for the wreath. Yes. And I asked him why he was getting a Get Well card to go in the wreath. Uh-oh. So he actually put a Get Well card in the wreath instead of a Bye-bye card. Yeah, you should have done it. You should have done it. I shouldn't have said anything. Like should have done it. Get well soon. That would have been nice. It would have been his humour. And then coming back from the funeral, yeah. the same uncle tried to get in the back of the hearse. Oh, no. What? The hearse? Yeah, in, no. the, in the back of the hearse. Flipping heck. And didn't realise till the undertaker pointed out, and I just stood there and laughed. There you go. Here's the thing, man. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm doing terribly here. I, 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 yeah. I'm going to say... I don't... My, my, there's a fog around me. I can't do it. I want to say an age, but then I think you're significantly older. Are you 31? 35. Oh! You were so close. I'm not, I was more than two years out. It doesn't count. Um, I'm, there's a fog around me. 35, right. Um, burying your dad or cremating your dad, yeah. I'm not quite sure. It's a big old thing for a, for a, a son to do. Did you, did you carry the coffin? Were you one of the pallbearers? I wanted to do it, but I broke my ankle and just recovered about two weeks before, so oh. I was told it probably wouldn't be a good idea <laughs> oh, that open going down the aisle. That excuse. <laughs> I did I did carry my dad. I was a pallbearer at my dad's and it's um it is it is one of the word that springs to mind proudest, one of the proudest moments of my life. I don't know if that word seems odd. It was a real um it was surreal. It was very surreal and very light and yeah. and very odd. And and I think, you know, burying a parent, when we just spoke to Dean, who's, who's buried a, a daughter, um, burying a parent, it's, um, it's tough. It, things, everything changes after that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I mean, I did touch the coffin going down. Yeah, good. And the other bit was he left a three and a half thousand foot collection for me. Three and a half Which thousand. I've got to collect catalogue. Three and a half thousand what? Three and a half thousand books. I thought you said foot. Three and a half thousand foot collection. I thought well, that's weird. Oh, no, sorry, books. Uh, now, when you now when you say books, are we talking James Clavell, the Shogun? The, are we talk, or are we talking first editions worth a bit of dosh? Oh, first editions, second editions, and the boring stuff that oh. people like that I don't necessarily like at my age, but that sort of stuff. Okay. Okay, and what, you, what do you think you're going to do with it? Sell it? Store it? Keep it? Uh, well, and he's really left it to be donated to the Salvation Army, so I have to catalogue it before I ship it off. Have a, I would, may, I, may I make a suggestion? Yeah, go for it. Well, if you're going to catalogue it, then this is great. I bet some of those books, I bet he's written in them, or he's left a bookmark, or he's left, he's left a bit of him in there, whether that's just him doodling... Or it's him, you know, people used to write their names in books, or he's, he's left a, you know, like a photo as a book. I bet one of those books has got a little bit of treasure in there. Oh, it's got to be something. Three and a half thousand, there's got to be something. Find it, 
And keep that book. Yeah, no problem, will do. Keep that book. Keep that book. There's a tiny little bit of dad. I wish I had more stuff from my, my old man. I've got, I've got nothing, really. got nothing. Um, and a book. A book is a really nice memento to yeah, keep. Yeah, for memories as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, I, I thought you might find those two things quite funny. I did, Dean. Uh, Dean, so I'm still thinking about Dean. I did, Nathan, and I, um... I really appreciate you you uh, you sharing that story with us. Thank you, mate. Yeah, always look for the humour, especially when it's not appropriate. Exactly. That's, That's why I work with Catherine. Her humour is totally inappropriate. And if someone tells you it's not funny, it really is. And f also, funerals are funny, man. They're funny. There's a lot of crime, but it's also a lot. Of, I got a lot of laughs when I gave my dad's oolagi at the. Um, at the at the funeral, I got I got a lot of laughs. I was bumping. I stopped. I couldn't couldn't breathe. I, and I just had to go. Give me a minute. But got a lot of laughs, and then afterwards, well, I, I, that's not an option open to me. I would have done, but then the wake was 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 joyous. You know, the wake is a celebration. Then you go home and you sit at home alone, and you feel really empty, and you miss them. And that's that's how it goes. But um, Nathan, thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's okay. Cheers. Bye bye. What nice people we're getting tonight. Um, and then we get Damo. Hey, hey. Mr. Lee. Mr. Damo. And Miss Boyle. Hello, Damo. Hey. I wanted to, um, yeah, first of all, say how much of a beautiful producer you've got, Mr. Lee. In what context? Well, she's the most beautiful sound on, on the airwaves. Okay, sound. Okay. How do you feel about that, Catherine? Uh, sound. Yeah. He's true, I've obviously. I've said it before <laughs> and I'll say it again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Secondly. Yeah. Uh -huh. What is your porn star name? Um, what, when I actually worked in the porn industry or? <laughs> oh. No, apparently. Mark, hey, um, do, do, let me just say now before you do it. These things, it's your porn star name, it's your, they, they never work for me. They never work. And I was so going. What was the name of your first ever pet? What was the name Toby. And what's your mother's maiden name? Well, I'm not telling you that because then suddenly you can access my bank account. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't well, do yeah, that. I've given you a pet's name and my mother's maiden name. No. And what's your pin number? <laughs> and, <laughs> and what's your question for when you try and access the bank online? And that's that your porn name. <laughs> that, that and that's my millionaire name. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my intention. That wasn't my intention. Ah, oh, you took it so well, Damo. Thanks. My porn star is Silver Dunn. <laughs> Silver Dunn? Silver Dunn. D-U-N-N. Okay, okay. We used to have a deputy head teacher called Mr Dunn. And he had silver hair. I wonder if it's the same guy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, that's all good. Well, listen, keep up the good work. Thank you, Damo. Keep up um, the you. creepiness. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It does... You've got a great voice. Right? You've got a great voice. But it does make me... And this isn't... He, he was talking about the voice, and that's fine. It does make me a little uncomfortable, though. Um, people go, oh, your producer's fit. I mean, they don't. <laughs> Obviously. No, but when that... Um, you're a very attractive woman. But when that is... Yeah. Oh, I... I um, when, that's, when that's the extent of the Can compliment. I read you an email I got, which you probably didn't see? Go Because if you email ian at ianlee.com, I think if one of us opens... It, we both get it. No, but sometimes I get the same ones you do. Yeah. It's a mystery. It's just um, random. I... 
wonder if I, I, might, have, I might have deleted it. Um, let me just, I, I might have deleted it. Uh. But I was going to say, women say creepy things to you. Yes, yes, they do. They do. All right, can I... Can I, is this unfair to read an email that's complimenting the show but does it in a very, very unpleasant manner towards you? Yeah. You'd have to name names. Although, if he's named me... <laughs> Go on. Um... So he sent two emails. In the first email, he spelt my name wrong. Basically saying, I'm sorry you're down. Really enjoy the show. I'm going to say something vulgar as well. Oh, wow. Evening, Ian. Apologising for spelling your name wrong in a previous email. Sorry, mate. My bad. My brother's middle name is Ian. I never even knew there was another spelling. Understand you must get bundles of emails and letters, of course. You can't reply to them all. Don't know why I'm writing. I'm one of life's awoken and aware ones. Uh, my younger brother always takes the P and says, I'm deep and everyone laughs. I am deep, but he is a frothy, light-headed bell. I've always picked up on stuff. Something's making me write to you. I don't know why, but I follow me instincts. You've met thousands of winkers and pracks and knobheads, I'm sure. Yes, I'm a knobhead, but an effing wise one. When I need the answer to my life and I ask the universe directly, I got me answer. But it came in, uh, in answer of Elvis Presley. He works in mysterious ways. Say hi, Cat. Say hi to Cat for me, and tell her my compliments regarding her cute, lovely, sexy voice and a very, very sexually yummy giggle. I'm 48, and I totally fancy her. Want her? Want to eat her ass because of her voice? First time I've ever gone silly for a young lady just by her voice. So. <laughs> So that, <laughs> so that girl is clearly powerful and deeply beautiful. Look after her, Ian. She's one of the decent, proper ones. I know you do. I just wanted to get another compliment into her. Yeah, I'm stupidly thinking, hoping, wishing she is going to think, oh, he sounds really lovely, that guy. He does sound romantic. I might meet him and sit on his face. <laughs> Oh my. Oh Hope you not mind, I fancy you, Kath. You're a gorgeous girl. I can't help but liking your bum and finding myself very attracted to doing naughty things to you <laughs> and hearing you do that naughty, yum, yummy giggle you do. And he goes on. And, um, Gosh. And, and so I replied, want to eat her ass? <laughs> are, you, are you effing joking? <laughs> F off with that kind of language. Don't ever write to me again. What I love is, one, he's one of the woke ones, did he say at the beginning? He's deep. <laughs> so deep. Two, he thought it and thought, yeah, I'm going to write it down. Three, he sent it to my best mate. <laughs> and expect, what did you expect to do? Go, yeah, fair, fair play, mate. It's her phone number. <laughs> and, and four, like I'm going to go, Mmm, sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, radio. I'll think about it. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
I mean, I can give you his number if you want, Kath, but I really don't think it's a good idea to call him. Let me at least think about it. <laughs> My God. Oh, dearie me. Oh, dearie me. What a conundrum I'm in now. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a crossroads in my life. <laughs> oh, dear. That was um, a few weeks ago. Did you say, oh, you might have gone off me by now. I was embarrassed to tell you that. I was embarrassed to tell you that. I was, I was embarrassed. <laughs> it's not my embarrassment. It's, it's his it's embarrassment. I told him to F off, but... Um, <laughs> oh, dear. It's people. People. <laughs> Silly sod. <laughs> wow. There's a, there's a lid for every pot in there. <laughs> I'm not your lid. <laughs> Get your hands off me pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But you can lick the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> no! Good evening, oh. Jeffrey. Oh my! No, that was that was really grubby. That oh, was really grubby. Right, it was a little it? on the ripe side, wasn't you, it? Jeffrey, you talk oh. to my friend Catherine. I've lost the lid of her pen, so I need to look for it. She got angry. <laughs> Where are you looking? No, yeah. no, no, Where are you looking? Oh, I've lost your pen. It doesn't matter. We'll find it after. You were really angry uh, last time. That's a different pen. Okay, fine. Jeffrey, what can we do for you, my friend? Oh yeah, hello man. I, I, I wanted to tell you that uh, I don't use it in passwords, so it's all totally safe. But my my porn name is Cherry Fillmore, which is is pretty damn good. Isn't Cherry it? Fillmore, I like that. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll like do. Fillmore Cherry, and uh, I assume that means something somewhere to somebody sometime. Probably. Yes. Probably. I always thought it's pretty good. And uh, if it's possible, I'd just like to give out my bank details to people <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> deposit cash in there if they want to. <laughs> That'd be really useful. Here's the important question. Have you actually got any money? Uh, yeah. Oh, Jeffrey's got a yeah. few quid. I've got a few quid, yeah. I've done a couple of ropey jobs recently oh. and, um, yeah, the, yeah, things are going okay. Things are going okay. We're getting there. Well, we're guess getting we're, there. we're heading in the right direction. That's not bad. Uh, that's not a bad place to be in. No, I mean, I do. Uh, I have this. Uh, I have this horrible issue of hiring people to work for me who are just like <laughs> the absolute worst people in the world oh. to ever have working for you. Why? But why? What have they? What? What? Why do they just not turn up? Are they incompetent? Um, incompetent. It's, it's like clumsiness, incompetence. Drunkenness, oh. drug addiction, those sorts of things, mm. uh, and it does make it difficult for them to put in a decent day's mm. craft. Mm. Mm. But you yes. know, on the bright side, they will work for like four liters of cider or whatever. So, gosh, I don't know if that's Kath. Could you find out if it's legal to pay people in four liters of cider? I think so. I think it's frowned upon. I think it is. <laughs> If you don't trace this call, I think it's quite legal. But, um, yeah, that's that's how uh, how it goes. That's how it goes. So how's how's things going over there? Sucks. No one knows if they're going to have a job next week. I don't know. You know, it's stressful. It's stressful, man. But it's stressful for everybody. It's stressful for a lot of people in all walks of life. Why should it be any different in this industry? I I would, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Everything seems like stress at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I had a horrible experience this evening, Ian, right? I, I went in a pub crawl with a friend, okay. and um, we so were fine in the first place, and then we realised as we went along the street that we were barred from so many places that oh. we didn't realise we were barred from. 
And, uh, I'm not quite sure why, really. What, what, you, you were barred tonight? They barred you tonight? No, 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 no. They barred I, you no, previously? No, no, no. This was previous occasions <laughs> where... <laughs> you don't uh, remember why? Well, I, 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 yeah, I remember altercations of some description. Right, well, I don't really think... Did you have a fight in their pubs? No, never. Was, was, what do you define as an altercation? A disagreement of some kind, possibly. With they can't have been banned from a pub just for disagreeing with someone. That that sounds insane. Unless you disagreed with your fists. No, no, Catherine. I heard you perfectly clear. Then I know you're from up here, but no, I did not. No, no, I disagreed with my gob, which is. Did the did out of the mouth? Did did, you, did the c word come? Nah. Well, you don't remember. I don't think so. You I were drunk. So. You don't remember. Um, so I what? doubt it. I doubt I would have said that. What happens when you're barred from a from a pub? So you walk in and they go, Jeffrey, out. Is that yeah, what? Yeah, they just go like, Jeffrey, they say, down under, down under. And that means, like, you know, just you have to get under the table and hide. Are you insane? Right, okay, I've, I've, I've what, worked you out. You haven't heard that expression? You're, in, you're, in, you're insane. Really? You're, I... No. Uh, there's got to be... You're a cocaine addict. There's got no, to be... I'm not. No, What the hell are no, you no. on about? What the hell are you on about? See, all the pubs that have barred me are cocaine pubs, so... What the hell are you on about? Shimimi boots and ting. Okay. Um, okay, well... I think maybe, you know... I, I think, um, you're nuts. Well, I am, yeah. There you go. I've, I've never denied that. Jeffrey, thank you for your call. Let's go to Paul. Hello, Paul. Hello, Talk Radio. Hi, guys. It's Paul here on the hands-free. Thanks for your call, Paul. Let's go to Fiona. Hello, Fiona. Hello, Ian. Hello, Gaff. Hey, Fiona. What can we do for thee? Um, you were talking... You've been quite sad tonight with people talking of passing, and you were good mm. with me when I told you about my husband. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd tell you how we met, because I was butt naked the day we met. Wait a minute, Fiona. I, I, let me guess, let me guess. I'm going to guess and Kath's going to guess, and then you're going to tell us if we're right or, or if not what happened. I would say you have got the voice of somebody who works as a life model. You know, when people, they strip off and then people oh, draw. Possibly, did, yeah. did, 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 was it that? <laughs> no? Okay, oh. right, Kath, you'll go. I, th- I really thought I had it then. Mm. Are you a butler in the buff? <laughs> <laughs> no. Go on then, go on, go on then. Um, I'd worked a 12-hour shift in my work. I used to be a taxi controller. And I'd come home um, and stripped off and gone to bed because I was five months pregnant. Yes. And my husband at the time answered the buzzer to his friend, George. Yes. And invited him in. And I said, for God's sake, don't invite him in here. But he did. He invited him into the bedroom. And George wandered round to my side of the bed, sat on the floor, rolled a cigarette, and started watching the Muppet Show. (laughs) (laughs) I was just lying there going, can you get him out of here, please? So your first husband invited the gentleman who became your second husband into the bedroom where you were naked and five yeah. months pregnant and your, your soon-to-be or eventually second husband rolled a big fat spliff and watched the Muppets. Yes. Yeah. My kind of night, baby. <laughs> um, and, and was that the moment you fell in love with him? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yes. No, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first sight, yeah. But um, wow. nothing happened. Wow, such a romantic story. was a bit of a nasty man. 
and George Cotton beating me more than once. Oh, Fiona. At one point he had him, we, we lived in a block of flats, and he had, George had him dangled over the balcony of the flats, threatening to drop him, um, because he'd caught him with my arms around my throat and my face going glue. So, um, yeah, so he was my knight in leather armour, yeah, because on that day he said to my husband, I will always be around for Fiona and Megan because Neve hadn't been born yet. Um, Neve was, my husband raped me, and that's why Neve was born. Um, and he says, I will always be around for Fiona and, and Megan, and don't you ever forget it, and don't you ever lay your hands on her again. Um, and it wasn't long after that that my husband kind of threw him out because he was staying with us because he had nowhere else to go. Um, so, yeah, I, it was at that site, and apparently it was for him too, but... Or, or, or maybe, he's, he, maybe he fell in love with Fozzie Bear. I don't. Who knows? <laughs> Muppets is a great show. Don't lately, Miss Piggy, if you see me, you well, would know. <laughs> um, Fiona, you've just shared in the last ninety seconds so much information um, that my brain is unable, and I, I, I suspect Catherine is the same. My, my brain is unable to process everything that you shared. I, 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 and I don't, and I know that your, your husband has now passed on because we've spoken about it. Here's the, here's, this, this might sound patronising, but this is the thing I feel compelled to ask. Are you okay? Yeah. And do you know, I, I don't know, I just feel compelled to say that after everything you told us, and obviously that was a long time ago, but still, and I know you're, you're missing your, your your husband. Are you okay? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole thing is, um, we kind of, my ex kind of pushed us together. Mm. We'd been friends for seven years after well not after my divorce happened because I couldn't find my ex-husband to divorce him but um, George had come to visit one night and he, he told me about his feelings and then he'd kind of gone away and two days later I was standing in the, the post office and my ex-husband was behind me in the queue and I was absolutely petrified mm. um, so one of my friends was in the town in a cafe she told me to come and they told me again touch with George and I phoned him to see that my ex was in town and within 10 minutes he was in the cafe with me and he never left again Gosh. Gosh. so yeah so if I hadn't been for him we wouldn't have been together and he tried to get the children off us and the children had never ever known him he left when I was 3 months pregnant with Neve um, and he tried to get the children off us and he spread some horrible rumours about George and but we go through it, and now the girls are... It, it says on his gravestone, devoted dad to Megan and Neve, because he was their dad. It's the best... Uh, and every sense the word, he the was the dad. the best tribute you can pay to the man. Would you mind... This might be a little bit cheesy, but would you mind if I just did something for you and George? No. Bringing back fond memories of that fat doobie that he was passing around that you wouldn't have taken part in because you were five months pregnant and naked. Here we go. This is it. The, the song. The song that brought them together. Fiona, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I, I really appreciate you. Um, I really appreciate your honesty and your openness. Thank you. Okay, no problem. We'll speak to you soon. Speak Good soon. Night, Take Fiona. care. Why do we always come here? I guess we'll never know. Gosh. It's just, uh, kind of that's why I love doing this show. We've had so many calls tonight.
Um, so many calls, but people just telling us stuff. It's really private and really intimate. And, uh, it's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
little bit of Flo and Eddie at midnight. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Gone by Flo and Eddie, moving targets. My God, it's some album. It's some album. No one knows it. No one knows it. I keep losing my copy because I play it and I move it around and it's some record. Some record. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Last hour of the late night alternative tonight with me, Ian Lee. Who do? Cat. Mm? Who do you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that email. Be, 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 be. <laughs> Who are you, please? I am Catherine Boyle. Sam is taking the phone calls. We are on tomorrow night, but we're on from 11 till one, which is great news. And why? We get paid the same. We don't lose any money, suckers. Um, and then, so you're going to have an hour of Brexit. <laughs> With James Whale, uh, and then we come at eleven, and we're doing our show. Unless it's you know something happens, we'll be doing our show as much as we do. Um, good evening, Hugh. Hello, uh, Ian and Kath. All right. I'm drinking coffee, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I just done that as well. We ain't going to sleep but, tonight, uh, Hugh. What can we do uh, instead? I, I wonder. Well, uh, I uh, I've had a bit of a difficult week, to be honest. Oh, go on. What's uh, happened? Mm, well, I thought I had two. Nice friends, oh, oh. you know, yeah, and um, they've all proved to be uh, not very nice people, you what, know. They, what happened? Yeah. Well, I've known these guys for at least twenty years. Yes, you know. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I sort of like uh, it, it, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll keep it short. I uh, I put Jeff and Andy together as friends. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, when I made contact with Andy, I brought Jeff along. I just met him, and you know, we all become friends, type yeah. of thing. You know, the lads. And yeah, and uh, I thought, you know, it, it was a nice little thing. So uh, the nutshell of it is basically, I found out right that everything I fell out with Andy, and it's taken me a while to get to accept him again you know, after what he did to me last time. But I thought, let's forgive him. Let's. You know, you know, let's just put it behind and see if we can make it work. And everything was fine. So basically then, right, what I found out was Jeff and Andy become friends and they were doing things without me, you know. They would cut me out of what they were doing and they would just be them too, you yes. know. Yes, yes. And that was the first falling out that I had. Yes. And I, I wasn't happy about it. It was a bit of a betrayal, but I... I I, after a while, I put it behind me and I said, let's try and at least make this work. So that's what I managed to do. What? Can, can well, I, can I, may I yeah. interrupt you? Of course, of course you can. Why yeah. did it upset you so much that they were doing things as a pair and excluding well, it, you? Um, because, um, hmm. because I didn't have much money at the time, right? Right. They were not inviting me along to things because they felt as if I couldn't afford to pay my own way. That's what they said, is it? Or did you yeah. make that up? You, 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 yeah, you, they no, said that, that is the truth. They were cutting me out for that reason. They felt as if I couldn't pay my okay. own way, you know? Okay. But um, this is the more hurtful thing about it. Yeah, you know? go on. It's like... I, I'm the sort of person, and I, and I put myself out there a little bit in a good way, you know? Yeah. And I know... I, I've discovered something this week. And my whole life, right, has been very much perceived and, and, and about me, myself. I've carried this around with me all my life that I am, uh, what's the word I was looking for? 
that I'm a perceived joke, you know? That I am, whatever I do is a joke, you know? Yeah. And, like, whatever I say I do, they, they want to know about it, but they don't want to know about it because it's a good thing. They, they want, want to take the it. pee out of they it. They want to take the pee out of me, yeah, yeah big okay. style, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And what I've done, basically, the things that I've achieved is, you know, I've done a bit of music, yeah. and more recently, in the last year, uh, I've managed to be uh, doing acting. Ooh. I've managed, I'm 50 years old now, yeah. and this, I wanted to do acting all my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've managed to break into it, and I'm good at it, you know? Brilliant. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, sometimes, it, you know, it's, 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 well, it's gone, it's gone well, in a nutshell, it's gone well, and, you know, but what I found out this week, which has been really hurtful, mm. is I found out that Jeff and Andy have been kind of like wanted. Certainly, Andy wants to know from Jeff because I don't have so much dealing with Andy now. I, I do, you know, see him now and again, but yes. it's not sort of the same, you know. So what I've been finding out is my whole life about everything that I get up to to do with anything I've done, like music or acting, is talked about, but not in a nice way, but in a kind of horrible way. When you say when I'm you crap. say in a horrible way, yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is, is like I, I, the penny dropped, you know, because everything that I do, be it good, be it bad, is is from goes. I say to Jeff, and Jeff goes to Andy, and Andy just takes the Mickey out of it. And they both, I know they both, they both. Uh, Jeff admitted to me that they have a bit of a laugh at my expense. Stop the clock about it. Stop you know? the clock. Stop the clock. Stop yeah. the clock. No worries, man. Stop the clock. How does it make you feel as a person? Well, it, it, awful. What did, I'm going to ask you to be a bit specific here, and this might right. hurt. This might hurt a little bit. But I, I think I, it's I really know, important. Ian, I know. I, I think it's important. Anything, you, you, it makes you feel awful. Can, can you describe that a bit more? It's like you know. Sometimes we have this inner voice that we're not good enough. Yeah. Oh God. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is a thread I've seen, and I've always felt in my whole life I'm not good enough. I'm like a male survivor of female domestic, you know, of domestic, uh, yeah. domestic abuse perpetrated by a female. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I helped her become one of the top singers in South Wales. And if I, I did it through building her confidence up, putting her in my band, teaching her how to sing my songs, and playing keyboards. Okay. Okay. You know? This is, and uh, I'm not, Sorry, I'm not, no, 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 because I'm, 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 well, I'm not disrespecting or, uh, that's no, interesting no, to know that. And that's, that says no. a lot. But how do Jeff and Andy taking the piss out of you acting, tell me how that specifically makes you feel? Just that I'm not good enough. That now, whatever I do is a joke. Now, is that your inner head? Your inner voice saying, come on, Hugh, mate, you, you know you're not good enough for this, you're rubbish. Or is that your actual response from what Jeff and Andy are saying? Well, I, I know, I know they, they laugh at everything that I do. How do you know that? Because he, he admitted it to me. Okay. Have you told them, do you think you could tell them how it makes you feel and that it really upsets you? And that you'd like them to stop? I, I, I genuinely think it's gone beyond that. I and mean, I'm all about for, for forgiveness, but... Here's the thing, here's the thing, and I'm... Just bear with me. Oh, of course I will. They 
quite often in groups, there will be one person or a couple of people where there are jokes made about them. In some groups, it, it changes. It can be like a group of yeah. five people, and one week it'll be Tony, then it'll be Mark, then it'll be Dave. And it, and yeah. it goes. But yeah. sometimes there's a person who's the butt of the joke. And very often, the people that are making the jokes are not doing it with malice. They simply don't know how much it upsets the person mm. that, is, that is is being joked about. Uh, what yeah. I'm saying is, they may not know, thing. they may not know how painful it is for you. Uh, you know, they may not know how painful it is for you. Yeah. Do, do, do you, uh, does that, would that make any sense? That, yeah. that maybe they need to be told and that perhaps if they were told, I don't know, perhaps if they were told, they might go, ah, oh, Shoot, sorry, man. We we, we yeah. didn't know. We thought you were in on it. Uh, do you know what? We'll, we'll do our best to try and stop that. There is another side to the story, Ian. Oh God. Um. Yeah. Which is it takes more of a darker twist. Gosh. Okay. Go I, on. Yeah. <laughs> my life is not simple, my friend. No, very, I like. No one's I, like I, this. I, I'm I enjoying this. I, I, that's not I, too I did but. something which was which was morally questionable the other day, mm, all right? Mm, morally mm, questionable. I'm, I'm getting comfortable. I'm pulling myself closer yeah, to the gonna, microphone. I think you're going to like this again. Okay. Um, it, uh, you know, I did something which was morally questionable. I didn't harm anybody. I didn't break the law, really, you know? Really? But okay, what did you do? I, I went to see a local parlour. Okay. And I don't mean ice cream. You went and paid for sex? Yeah. Okay. I hadn't done for four years. Okay. Which I've been trying not to go down that path and yeah. stay away from it. Okay. You know, I know. I know the girls are largely exploited, and it's a bad situation. But it's the the, the whole thing of escorting sex work and all is a very very complicated very very nuanced th th um, thing I do not have a problem with 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 I, I don't I don't think any less of you well, knowing uh, what you know just told me so how does that how does that impact on on the story well basically Andy is always asking Jeff right what are we what say we up to what say we up to what say we up to and I hadn't <laughs> gone to a parlor for years right and we're staying away from the lifestyle yes it's a very addictive lifestyle yes Right? So I thought, I'm staying away from it. So I stayed away for four years. I haven't had sex for four years. I've been trying to do it the normal route through dating and meeting people and going on dates and yep. all that sort of thing. And it hasn't worked out. You know? So, um, basically, Andy is, is a more of a morally type person. So he goes, uh, oh, I'm going to tell his parents what he's been up to. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. You're 50, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what, I, what, I'm assuming you told Jeff, did you? Uh, I told Jeff that I thought Jeff would keep that sort of thing quiet from Andy, because Andy's a very opinionated and very moral and all this, and I could say things about Andy, which would probably get him sacked, but I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm chuckling, because a bit of this is like 14-year-old kids in the playground, she said, he said. Um, yeah. Okay, well, here's, here's, here's my two, op two options that I can see. From yeah. what you've told okay. me, from what you've told me, the the the, the yeah. paying for sex thing, you know, apart from the the, the moral, I can, I can also give you the counter side to that as well. But I don't need to, I don't need to know what, no, no, the what good went news, on. The good news of what I do, I don't need to know. Here's the thing, right? Here's oh, it's a thing. good thing. I don't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, I, as far as I can see, it, there are two possible options, and Catherine, I'll be yeah. keen to hear your input after this, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I'd love it. Oh yes, um, you didn't send an email. Yeah, no. So, I think one of two things. One. 
you approach Jeff and Andy, you know, meet him in the pub and say, guys, look, I, I, I just have to say this. You laughing and joking about me, um, it, it, it hurts, man. It really, really hurts, and it's, it's getting me down. And I, I just want you to know that. And I was, I was just wondering, is it possible that you could stop doing it? And you see what they say. Second option is you just cut them out. If they're causing you pain... I, well, that's right, then. I'd cut them out. Well, then this is it. If they're causing you pain and you don't want to or don't feel it would be appropriate to give them the chance to change their ways, mm. then you are well within your rights to protect yourself yeah, and set boundaries that, and cut them out. And that will be painful yeah. for you for a while... But well, I, I'm already over at the end, to be honest with you, my friend. I'm already feeling better. Why are you phoning me for then, Hugh, for the uh, last 20 minutes? No, 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 I did have to phone <laughs> the Samaritans this week, though, you know? I good. did have to phone them. Good. I, got I don't mean good that you have to. I mean good that you I did. I had to phone them, and, and it's only because of what you and Kath say about the Samaritans. Right? Yeah, great. I'm going to have to phone good. these people, you know? Good, I and love the Samaritans. it was a good experience. I talked for about an hour and a half about everything. Oh, I bet I'll you be did. honest with you, I haven't cried for a long time, but I cried, you know? Good, the Samaritans are great. I wasn't going to do anything stupid. I'd never do that, but I knew I was here is my suggestion mm. um, and if you recognise that paying for sex is not behaviour that you want to do and that it's an indicator mm. that perhaps your head is going in the wrong direction cut them yeah. out, cut them out you don't even have to say goodbye to oh. them, cut them out if their behaviour is making you feel um, sad, depressed, upset angry, lonely, hated whatever, whatever the, any of those, all of those if their behaviour is doing that then they are not friends that is not yeah. a friendly thing friends, to do you know? Leave yeah. them, leave them. Yeah. Catherine, you nodded when I said that second option. Is that what yeah, you would... I would. Um, they've shown you time and time again what they're like and yeah. they're not going to change, yeah, so... I know. This is what I always say, the options are you accept that that's the way they are and you yeah, find a way to live with it, knowing that yeah. if you continue in this way, the way you're taking it at the moment, it's hurting you, or yeah. you accept that they're the way they are and you remove yourself from that. Yeah, that's what I'm about to do, Kath, to be honest with you. Then, I, then also, I also wonder something. Go on. You mentioned yeah. at the beginning of this conversation that you're a survivor of domestic violence. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder whether a big part of that were, was people making you feel that you weren't well good enough. You know, you know, in the last day of school where the head of the year normally has a little chat with you and says, good luck for the future, hope yeah. you do well. Yeah. My talk was... I don't think you're going to amount to anything. I don't hold up much hope for you. There we go. Yeah. This is what I suspected with you, is that you've been brought up around people who made uh, you feel like you weren't worth anything. Now, I'd like that's to, clearly balls. Yeah. Right? Well, because like you're just as important thing, as anyone else, Hugh. I, I really need to say one, one thing, you know? No. Which is the most important thing of all. I initially went to massage parlours because I was lonely, right? Yeah. And when I saw what the whole scene was like, I stopped going for the sex and just went for the talk. You know, for yeah, the talking. A lot of people do. I met I met a girl there, which I would not do anything sexual with and just talk. Yeah. I found out she was a heroin addict. Yeah. I got her off heroin. I got her into treatment. Okay. I supported her through treatment. She left being a prostitute and got a successful job. Uh, another friend of mine, I spent five years taking her to every single heroine. She was used to be an escort. I never saw her in a sexual way. I took her to every single 
rehab meeting and um that's great meeting that's great that's great i want you to stop heroin. i want you to stop i want you to stop right. that's great you can't save every sex worker no i know that I know. you can't save every drug addict no, you can't I know that. I you know. can't you can't it's it's um every every time you save one another 10 are gonna appear that's just the way yeah, it works I and that. i i know people who have tried to save sex workers and it mm -hmm. is impossible and a lot of them a few of the people i know who did this got exploited financially and and, and ended up in a very bad way yeah, yeah. here's what you need to do forget saving other people right no i know that I know. you need to save yourself no, 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 you're not. I don't think you are. The, the, you right. were on the phone to the Samaritans this week for an hour and a half. You're not okay. You will be okay because you got it I in don't you. Get it, man. My mind has changed. listen, the, the, the love and attention and care that you gave to those girls to help them get clean and get out of that industry, you need to spend exactly the same, if not more, of that love, attention and care on looking after Hugh. Mm. You need to look after that that kid who was told by this head of year that he would amount to nothing. That kid is still there inside of you, right? Yeah, and that kid is still smarting from that. I would imagine your parents weren't particularly great and, and didn't think you, you thought you were a lazy uh, pile of shit or something. No, no, my parents have been pretty supportive. Good. Even, even when you when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, great. They don't, they don't understand me. They don't understand my music, and they don't understand my acting. Not. But of I, not. I said, "This is what I need to do. This is what I'm good at." You need to look after fifty-year-old Hugh, and you need to look after I don't know nine-year-old Hugh, twelve-year-old Hugh, fifteen-year-old Hugh, whichever one it was that yeah. was upset at school and was told um, uh, and was told that you were worthless. You need to look after that guy. I yeah, think I you, here's what I think from talking to you for 20 minutes. I think you're a decent bloke. I think you're a nice bloke. I think you've got your head yeah, screwed on. Your heart is in totally the right place. Yeah. You've had, um, a, a lot of bad luck when it comes to relationships. And I mean, I mean, romantic as well as friendly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have found something that you enjoy doing. You're yeah. good at it. Keep on doing it, man. Keep yeah. on doing it. You deserve to be happy, Hugh. And if you it's keep awesome. following what you love, you will be happy. Yeah, it does make me the happiest. Do it. Hugh, I have to move on, but I really appreciate no you sharing Thank all you that. Much, Thank you. You're absolutely awesome. You saved my life this week. Thank you very much indeed. Well, uh, that, 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 that's a, a, a... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When someone says that, you're never quite sure how to react. But thank you, Hugh. Uh, what a nice guy. Uh, this is the thing, man. A lot of people out there hurting. What's that? It's a line from a song. There's a lot of people out there hurting. What's that song? There's a lot of people out there hurting. Is it Nick Knowles? <laughs> There's a lot of people out there hurting, and it makes me wonder why. Oh, we're not Googling it. An eye for an eye. No, don't do that. There's a lot of people out there hurting. We'll do the break in a minute. We've got phone calls. I've got to Google it. There's a... There's a lot of people out there hurting, and it makes... Oh, I know what it is. I know exactly what it is. I'll play it after this. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I was sitting in my room and the news comes on TV. A lot of people out there hurt me. Yes, man. And it really scares me. Love and mercy, that's what you need to know. You know the coolest thing? You've heard this, haven't you? You know the Beach Boys 
I, I do know the Beach Boys, yeah. Um, um, hang on a One minute. held my hand. Uh, I mean, he wasn't an original, but he's quite old. Um, <laughs> you know, you know that they wrote a song called Brian Wilson. No. The, the Bare Naked Ladies yes, wrote a song called I'm Brian Wilson. That. You know Brian Wilson did it? Yes. He used to do it in concert. It's the best. This is the coolest thing. This and batting clean up tonight, the man we all came to see and hear, the great Brian Wilson. This is Brian Wilson singing Brian Wilson by the Bare Naked Ladies. And if you want to find me, I'll be out in my sandbox. Wondering where the hell all the love has gone Playing my piano and building castles in the sun And singing fun, fun, fun Lying in bed like Brian Wilson did Lying in bed like Brian Wilson did Yes, I lying in bed like Brian Wilson did. Oh, I lying in bed like Brian Wilson did. Isn't that great? That's great. Uh, let's go to uh, Christina. Good evening, Christina. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Hey, Christina. Christina, what have you got for us tonight? Um. Well, I was brought up with Dean's conversation. Yes. Um, and you lost call of the fabulous as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, today's just been a bit tough. Um, you know Jamie, you both met him. Yes. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about single dads. Okay. Um, I don't think people realise how hard it is for... ...that, um... Oh, gosh, I was over... Jamie's just met up with his daughter, and um, the mum's husband's kind of... Is, is Jamie happy with you discussing this on air? He doesn't know. Well, then... But, but, but no, but he, he didn't know the amount of times that I'll call you guys anyway. No, well, the fact that we've named him, I think we can't... I think it's just unfair on him. I think it's unfair on the child, and I also think it's unfair on, on the mother of the child. No one knows who I am. Well, no, I know, but I'm telling you that I think it's unfair to 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 talk specifically about someone in that situation when they don't know. Um, they, I, I think it's unfair. Okay, okay, that's absolutely fine because I can actually talk about me for once. There we go. Then let's do it. We're in. Magic. Um, so, you know, before when I first called you, I was doing the stand up comedy course. Yeah. I'm now doing a makeup course. Oh. Yeah, so I'm trying to get that involved. And um, Did you do any, did you do stand up comedy in the end? Yeah. How'd it go? Uh, yeah, it was all right, but it's scary, though, isn't it? It's terrifying. Mm. You stood there with a microphone, that's it. You stood yeah. there. You don't even sat down, you stood there. When we do the rabbit hole, we sat down, it's fine. You stood there with a microphone, no, no one else on stage is you. And everyone's looking at you going, yeah, okay. Ten minutes, go on. Ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, Just I was just thinking about that time I met you, that record player, I bought Morris's album. Oh, God. Oh, God, oh, oh yeah, you're not a fan, are you? No, he's a massive racist and a but knob. I know, I don't, I always say, I don't believe in his political standpoint. No, that's I like fine. I, I, I still listen to Gary Glitter music. I genuinely no, do, I know, so I know. this I is know. fine. Yeah. 
Um, oh, gosh. Uh, do you know about Vera Gogo? Not a clue. I think it's a scam. I bought Madonna tickets, and I think it's gone a bit... Oh, wrong. the whole Madonna thing's been cancelled, isn't it? Well, no, she she cancelled one, but I know the date that I'm going I, for, she'll probably cancel it. I thought she'd cancelled more than... I don't think they've all been cancelled. Madonna well, fans come down. Yeah, oh. I, but I thought that they, uh, I thought that she'd cancelled more. I was reading that the, the tour was um, the tour was turning into a little bit of a disaster. She's cancelled the first London show of a Madame X tour, saying she's deeply sorry. Yeah, she's got to put her health first. Up, yeah, but she turned up last night. But I think the one date that I'm going to, she won't turn up. But I don't think I've got a ticket. It was meant to be. A celebration of an amazing career at more intimate venues around the world, showcasing songs from one of pop music's biggest superstars. But Madonna's hotly anticipated Madame X tour has been four months of agonising turmoil for the singer, who has faced a string of health battles and has so far been forced to cancel ten shows. Doctors have told her she risks inflicting irreversible damage to her body with the concerts, but last night she was due on stage at the London Palladium for the first of 14 nights at the 2,500 capacity venue, having Axe Monday's opening event in a bid to recover. The 61-year-old was first plagued by a knee injury, which led to her cancelling a concert three weeks into the tour. But since November, she's been suffering with overwhelming pain from a hip injury, which has worsened with the intense choreography and stunts involved with her demanding on-stage routines. Well, then, the, the, I would suggest that she, she's doing the stunts and the dancing wrong, or, you know, if you're cancelling that many dates, I don't know. Um, well, you might be all right. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, all right. Anything else? Um, oh, I've got some affirmation cards. I don't know how to react to that sentence. I don't know how to react to that sentence. Um, so, uh, they're just cards that you just... Yes. ...randomly choose one. Yes. ...that you feel like is relevant. So I can give one to you or Catherine. Give one to Catherine. All right, yeah, on. all right, yeah. hang on. It's all about me hang tonight. On, it's all about me, 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 me. Let's work it out, Catherine. Well, it was about ass. me. It was about me <laughs> quite enough earlier, to be honest. <laughs> right, hang on. What's this? Oh, friendliness. Oh. It says, whenever I smile, I make someone's day better. What a cool way to buy happiness for free. Go on, do it. Today, I'll remember what an awesome power I hold, and I'll take joy in improving people's lives. Then we buy giving away grins like crazy. She just looks like a mad that woman. That was meant for you, Kev. She looks like a mad grandma at a bus stop. That's not pleasant. That's not. Take my magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christina. Thanks. Bye. Let's go to Tony. Hello, Tony. I'm not surprised she's out of here. She's 61. She's right. Out with a choreographer or a dancer. Anyway, just wanted to say to Hugh. Are you there? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, when someone says, I just want I to say, know. it's customary for the other person in the conversation to sit oh, back and listen. Good. Okay. So, Hugh, listen, I'll be your mate. That, that's silly. Jeff and Dave, let's not worry about them, mate, Ian. Don't judge yourself, Hugh. You, you just live your life, isn't it, Ian? That's what we all have to do. Just live your life. That's, that's, that, that, that's... Live your that's... life. Don't worry about what Jeff and Dave think. Who cares what Jeff and Dave think? Okay, thanks, thanks for your call, Tony. Wise words, very helpful. Well, if your life, isn't it? Here we go. Diana. Good evening and a very belated happy No! No, 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 no. It's Friday, January the 31st. I know. No, 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 no. Nice to speak to you. I've been out for a nice meal tonight for my birthday, so. Oh, well, it was your birthday yesterday. 
No, it was my birthday early, earlier in the month and I couldn't because of work. So. Flipping it! Do New you respect the calendar at all? New Year, yes, birthdays. Yeah. What, are, you, are you having a Christmas party next week? What's going on? Well, Happy Easter! all over Christmas, you know. Flipping it, Diana. Can I just say, lovely to hear Flo and Eddie. Good, isn't it? It's a good song, that. I'm going to listen to that yeah, album. I'm going to get that also, album tomorrow. It's going to get in my thank car. Thank you for that lovely... I know it was an old interview, a lovely old interview of Nicholas Parsons. Um, yeah, that was nice. I that. really enjoyed. I enjoy your interviews, I'm and I really enjoyed that one. I'm the best, and Kath is the best at taping them. She's not yeah. always because she doesn't always know how to tape them. Uh, Kath stops doing a weird smile. That, that I'm we, giving you gifts. I don't want the gift of your smile. because your smile's creepy. It looks like a dead rat. Um, thank you, Diana. What I, can we do for you this evening? I just wanted to say that he's probably the last person of that generation that's gone. Who? It's a great straight. Oh, magazine. Nicholas Parsons. I thought we yeah. were talking about Flo and Eddie. I thought, oh, hang on a minute. What? What's well, going they're on? Well, they're getting on a bit, aren't they? But yeah, very old, Flo and Eddie, but I'm not quite Turtles. sure what's going on with... Uh, the with... Turtles were a great band, and... Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm still playing Come a Little Bit Closer, so there you are. Come a little bit closer, you're my kind of man. So big and so strong. Come Thank a little bit closer. Much. I'm all alone, and the night is so long. Boom, 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 boom. Great song. Diana, thank you very much indeed. 0344-499-1000. Last 20 minutes of the show, we're going to take calls straight to air. Sam, you relax, say voice who play. Calls are going to go straight to air. Don't swear. Uh, I, got the jo- I got the joke, Kev. I got the joke. Uh, don't swear. Don't be libelous. And we have to say this in 2020. Please, please don't be racist. There's a seven-second delay. So if you do say anything outrageous I can, that, that I don't like, I can cut you off and I can dump it so it doesn't go on the air. I'll be the only person, or Kath and I will be the only people that hear it. So normally when you phone up a radio show, you speak to Sam, he will take your name and number and call you back. That's not how straight to air works. The switchboard is in front of me. There are ten lines. Count them. Ten lines. It's the most dangerous thing on radio in the world, right? Anything could happen. We did this once... Two people died. Very dangerous. You just pick up the phone. 0344 499 1000. You hear like someone talking about stuff and then you will be ready to go. And as soon as I see your number flash up on the screen, I click it and I go, hello, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to interrupt the show with some good news. Please do. Um, I came off benefits today and started a new job. Hey! Brexit! Like Brexit! Wait, wait, wait. The new job isn't like bank robber or anything like that that we can't condone. No, I'm working uh, as a support worker for a homeless charity. Brexit! Brexit, Brexit, the Brexit effect, my friend, it works. Hey, that's brilliant news, mate. That's brilliant, brilliant news. But a, a great job. B, what must be? It, it must be a great. How long were you on? Uh, were you claiming for? Um, about five years. Oh man, um, yeah. Um, when does before that? When does when does when um, does the first? When do you get the first payment? When do you get the first uh, paycheck? Um, couple of weeks. Because, trust me, listen, I, a long, long time ago, I signed on for years. But the, when that first, I, 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 back in those days, I would actually get a cheque. But but when that first payment goes in and you go, I earned that, I did that. Yep. What a feeling. Oh, congratulations, that's brilliant. Yep, thank you. Shall I cu- um, that's all I want to share. Sh- shall I cut you um, off? Spread some good news around. I'm going to cut um, you no, off. No, no, no. Yeah, he's gone. 
Um, the Brexit effect is in play. Brexit hasn't even happened yet, and we're already seeing the positive benefits. More calls. And, and how nice, people phoning up sharing a bit of good news. Yes. I'll have some of that. Call straight to air, dear listener. We'll take a break. So now is a great time to, to dial 0344 499 Free for most people, pennies at most. It's not a premium rate number or anything like that. So don't think we're scamming you. It's just a little bit of fun. This, dear listener, is the late night alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Calls straight to air until Daryl comes on at one o'clock. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Line two, you're on the wireless. Can't hear it. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's go to line three. You're on the wireless. She came in through the bathroom window. Catherine, can't you use the door? Okay, it's going to be one of those. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you a great song. This is a great song. Uh, this, is a, this is a great song. This, this, let me play a bit of this. This is a great song. Love jumps through. You know, uh, this, is, this is a great, this is a great song. Dr. White in his heart. A pain, I think. My feet just won't forget it. I better quit it. Well, you want to now, get better locks. Well, here's the thing. Now, this is Arthur Lee in the 70s, oh, yeah. very lost period. This is him saying that members of his group Love jumped in through his bathroom window. I think it was his bar- or his living room window and smashed glass all over the floor and he cut his feet up. That's a true story. Mm-hmm. That's what this song is about. Oh. So now knowing it's about a rock group called Love smashing their uh-huh. mental house through a window and he cut his feet, listen again. Hmm. Heard the prototype for Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> it's brilliant. It makes no sense at all. Oh! And again, Arthur Lee in the seventies is a real. It's it's a real mess. Hey, I don't hate that. I liked it. I, oh, I love that. That's a great one. Um, uh, this is a great. This is a good song. This is a good song. Um, which version is it? 
Well, don't tell me this is... Hang on. Hang on a minute. Um... What's this? Hang on. Is this... This isn't... Whoa! Whoa! What? Whoa! There's an Arthur Lee song in Jojo Rabbit, a film I'm really looking forward to seeing. And it's this! Everybody's gotta live. Oh, I miss Arthur Lee. And everybody's gonna die. Everybody's gotta live. I think you know the reason why. Sometimes I go and get so good. Then again, it gets pretty rough. But when I have you in my arms, baby. You know I just can't, I just can't get enough. Uh, oh yeah, everybody's gotta live. Oh, the strangers, and everybody's gonna die. Everybody try to have a, a good time. I think you know the reason why. I saw a blind man standing on the corner yesterday, baby. He couldn't hardly tie his shoes But he had a harmonic and a guitar strapped around his neck And he sure could, he sure could play the blues Oh yeah voice. Everybody's gotta live That's in Jojo Rabbit, that's a great song Arthur in the 70s Here's what, very peculiar, Arthur Lee was in the band Love of course Forever Changes being the masterpiece And he never quite, he turned his back on that orchestral sound When it wasn't a successful album But through the 70s and 80s he would Re- a lot of his albums, he didn't do many. Four albums, maybe he did four albums or five. But he would just re-record like his old songs again and again and again, as though he could never quite find what... Of course, the re-recordings were never anywhere near as good as the originals. Mm-hmm. He'd never quite find what it was he was looking... Very strange man, very bitter man. Hated, very racist man. Hated white people because um, white people had ripped him off. So he hated the white man. You know, there's a lot of interviews where he just hates them. Mm-hmm. Because in his mind... He was ripped off because he was black. I don't think he was ripped off because he was black. I think he was ripped off because he was a musician in the 60s. And he was, he was a tricky musician to work with, refused to go on tour, so didn't capitalise on any of the success. And all musicians in the 60s got ripped off. Plus, being a black guy would probably have made things difficult for him anyway. He was the... He, love, as far as I'm aware, are the first multiracial yeah. band. Like, two black guys couple of white guys and maybe there was a like there was a hispanic guy in there as well so it was they looked weird they looked weird because it was all it was all white blokes mm-hmm. in rock bands then it was, it was all, who all looked the same it was all it was all white blokes so to have like a mixed race so it was like whoa what is and even now it's still like i, I would struggle to name any but um in 65, Beedo Lido's on uh, Sunset, you know, you got this weird looking guy, what the hell is this? Did he man? get involved with the Panthers and stuff or not? No, no, he didn't. Have you seen the documentary about him? 
Eee, it's, I need to watch it again. A long time ago. Yeah, it's good. No, I was just thinking about Nina Simone. I mean, she felt similarly. No, probably justifiably. He, he, um, he kind of disappeared in the 70s to look after his dad who was dying. I think. No one really knows. He got heavily involved in drugs. He, he, he went bald because he tried to iron, he tried to straighten his hair. He ironed his hair. Um, just fascinating. Uh, man, how cool would it be to say, and don't forget, of course, on Monday at 10 in the studio, we got Arthur Lee with us. Arthur Lee's going to be joining us, and I think he's bringing a guitar. Oh, whoa, whoa. How cool would that be, man? Oh, I missed a phone call. I'm so sorry. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, uh, calls straight to air. Yeah, jo Jojo Rabbit, I'm keen to see. That's the one where people are really upset because it portrays Hitler as a, as a clown. But it's not. It's, but it's, it's through the eyes of a kid, Through right? the eyes of a kid. And it was, it's, it's really it's a comedy Nazi film. It's, you can't really do that. And apparently... It's not. It's, it's how a kid interprets the world and makes it safe for them to be in. Here's the thing. I'm not going to criticise it or listen to someone else's view until I've seen it myself. Well, I would listen to. I would listen to movie reviews. Views. I would listen to. I would, would listen you? to. Because I've seen movie reviews who no, said that. No, um, no. That crap. What was it? Whoa. We watched. Hey, um, what's your language? I look after. I nearly dumped you. Then what's your language? Hey. What have said worse tonight? No, they haven't. Yes, they have. No, they haven't actually. Yes, they have. And you said worse yesterday. I'm going to get some coconut oil and, and swish no, it around my mouth. Please don't do that. Um, what did we watch that was rubbish? Oh, yeah. A Star is Born. Oh. And they're all raving about that. They lie. Uh, no, no one gave A Star is Born a good review. Uh, Jamie East said it was brilliant. And he, I like Jamie He doesn't Jamie watch East. the films. <laughs> he does. He doesn't watch I've the films. I've seen him watching the films. He doesn't watch... What do you mean you've seen him? You've sat in a cinema and watched him We've been watching cinema. films. We've been at the cinema when he... Uh, what was it we watched and he was there? Was he hungry? Did he send that email? No. How dare you? <laughs> there are quite a few people claiming it on Twitter, though, as, as expected. Well, don't be proud of it. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying this is what happened. And um, you know our fella, our fr friend uh, Josh Flanagan? Yeah. In America? Yeah, in America. He's apologising. He says that he just wanted me to have his phone number. <laughs> dirty, dirty get. Told him that. Dude, he's a dirty boy. He's a very dirty boy. He's a dirty, dirty boy. Oh, 03 44 499 1000 is the telephone number. I'm looking forward to seeing Jojo Rabbit. Oh, you know what drops today on Netflix? Saying it saves time. You does know, it? Yeah. Of course it does. Robert, it's, it's the same number of syllables. It's, it's, it's less letters. <laughs> Fewer. Uh, whatever, but it's, it's, it's smaller. It's a smaller word. So of course it. Are you nuts? <laughs> Net and N. Yeah, Netflix. It's, it's the one syllable. Netflix is shorter than Netflix. Are you being are you being deliberately obtuse? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you being are you just being stupid for laughs? Because if you're doing a thing, I'll uh, shut up. I'll shut up well, and let you do your thing. Well, you were doing a thing with Netflix. You were doing a thing. Right, listen. In IRL life, I am a very. <laughs> why do you laugh at that? I am a, in IRL oh, life. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. am a very clever guy. You know, I play the dummy you're on the CG. show. Yeah, exactly. He's a VCG. He's a very VCG guy. Tell me, Ian. FFS. <gasps> YB. YB? YSC. <laughs> what? You'll work it out. FFS. YB. YSC. Eh? FFS. Y B hmm? Y S C A No A 
C. C. No. Okie dokie. This is, this is what I'm talking about, Sam. This is what I'm talking about. Seriously, you and me, mate, we're going out, we're going to get laughed up. I'm going to tell you about women. I'm going to tell you about women like this. And but he'll do. only do it in letters, so you'll just have to fill in the blanks. You'll have to F-I-T-B's. Y-D. Y-D. <laughs> Y-D. YTD. YMD. Wow. HR. Oh, don't talk to them. <laughs> Please don't make a complaint. Um. What mm, drops on Enflix today? I don't know what Enflix is. You do. You flipping do. I'm saying it to save time. Well, that worked. Sam, what drops on Enflix today, buddy? Are you, have you, are you on Netflix? Yeah. Right. Big movie drops today. Big movie. Was going to be nominated for Oscars and then it fell through the cracks. Big movie. Big movie. Let me... Okay, I'll give you a clue. Mm -hmm. It stars someone that I... Fingers crossed, fully expect to be working with by the end of the year. <laughs> you got, yes. Right. You'll get a letter from him. Oh, it'll, be, it that, um, it'll be the, a cease and desist. Sam's got something important to say to Go on. Oh, he's called. Is that the one with the, the diamond merchant? Is that... Uncut oh, Gems. Uncut Gems, yeah. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems is supposed to be an amazing movie. Wow. And on your Netflix login, Kath, that isn't mine, mm -hmm. I <laughs> suggest you watch it. No, it's supposed to be an amazing... It's not like Grown Ups or Billy Madison. It's like a proper movie. Yeah. Does it... Do they CGI him old? He is old. Okay. Yes, line one. Is he old in RL? In IRL life, he is old. In IRL life, he is O. Yes, line one. Hello there. Um, uh, yes. You were, just, you were just talking about what was going to drop on Netflix. On what? what? Netflix. On what? Sorry. Uh. On Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you were very rudely cut off. If you don't mind me saying. That, thank you, Roy. Thank you. I like this guy. Uh, Please be quiet. Roy is, Roy is speaking. Roy is a BL. Right, the first of all, you mean BE? No. What's a BL? Bumlick. Oh, I thought you meant Bellend. Right. Please let Roy speak. I like Roy. Roy. Thank you, kids. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are you going to say? Curfew enthusiasm is going to drop. Is it? No, that's what I'm asking her. Is that what you you were saying? I was going to say no. I was going to say UG Uncut Gems. All oh, right, okay. Um, well, hang on. Is Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, dropping? I didn't even watch the. There's two right. series I haven't watched because I watched ten minutes of the last one. I went, nah, this is rubbish. No, no, the last season was like the best one. Shut, uh, shut also, up. <laughs> yeah. Also, the the new one dropped about two weeks ago. But in the UK, you can only get it on Sky Comedy, and I haven't got that. So. I was hoping you might know. You're, you're quite... You're geeky. No, 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 no. First of all, the last series was rubbish. I watched 10 minutes and it wasn't funny. So you're wrong on that. Secondly... Well, maybe try more than 10 minutes. Maybe you tried my fist oh, in right, your face. All right, everybody call out. Daryl's here. Roy's gone. Sorry. I'm sorry you had to hear that, Daryl. I think what happens, as we approach one o'clock, your listeners switch on. <laughs> <laughs> and they phone up that at sounds, our show. Yeah. They're very aggressive. Yeah. I'm going to say it. They're not the brightest. No. They're not the brightest. No. And so... <laughs> Our show is lovely, lovely, lovely. The 
we just we sort of get like a, an early echo of your show. Yeah. Just, and it, and I, I was wondering if we could have a word, if you could ask okay. your listeners oh. not to call my show. Just scare the back of that. Yeah. Because yeah. Roy, yeah. Roy was a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, uncut gems. P I beg your pardon. Uncut gems. Adam Sander. It's dropping on Netflix today. Ah. It's supposed to be. Amazing, amazing. It's not an Adam, everyone's going, oh, Adam Sandler, he'll be um, playing golf with beautiful. No, no, no. He acts in it. Yeah, and he did a comedy, didn't he? Didn't he do some stand up recently that was just, that was really good? It was great. Hey, I quite like Adam Sandler. Well, I'll tell you, you what. I said it. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, when I'm working with him later in the year, as I will be. Yes, yes, yes. I'll do a FaceTime with him and I'll phone you up and I'll you see can the FaceTime. Yeah. Can I come, can I, can I? Nope. New, no, sort of. New, 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 new. Listen, new. Can I? Barely involved. Now, <laughs> I. You, right, well, when it's happening, oh, so you don't, oh, do you know what? F-O. Oh, wow! Y, <laughs> uh, Y-T. <sighs> wow. Wow, w you've overstepped the mark this time. W-T-F. Um, why the face? What's your language, Why the face? <laughs> what's your language? Why the face? Um, Daryl, I'd love to know, I'd, I'd love to know, because I won't be listening myself, so. <laughs> no, that's all right. I would love to know that's all right. what's going to be on your show. Back at you. Tonight, Back please. at you. Uh, I don't know if I want to tell you now, actually. Yeah. I'm, I don't let me just I'm, say something. I don't know if I'm in the mood. You're the nicest person that works here. Yeah. <laughs> Second nicest, after me. Oh, you are the nicest <laughs> person that works here. What people don't know is that Daryl um, texts me from time to time to check how I'm doing, check that I'm my, how I am with my mental health. It's given, it, it, and he's a nice guy. Oh, okay. Oh, it's true, he's a nice guy. And everyone text. else that works here is a scumbag. <laughs> but Daryl, you're a nice guy. And I, uh, I think people should know that. Because it, it's, it's not the image that you portray on there. Your tough guy image. I'm just bringing it my back. Part of my bit. image. You've got 15 seconds. Oh, what? Uh, okay. You kept, you, you kept talking. It's Brexit day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my tell Bergamini is going to be here in a minute. He's one of my favourite people. He's a very, very clever man. We've got a very clever man with us after one o'clock. So it's all fine. Talk radio. Yeah. Talk radio.